You're listening to the Mobcast Network. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Boys. Hello and welcome again to another episode of the Triple Name Sports Show. I'm your host, Aaron Lynch-Kelly. Joined with me today is... El Jefe Loco. And we've got a special guest in the studio with us today. <laughs> Woo! Our broadcast partner from both football, basketball, any basically any sporting event on campus. Um, this man has been a part of, so I'd like to join you, or like you to join us in welcoming Mr. Stevenson Toastaver Joe. So how, how's everybody doing? How, how was your all's uh, holidays? Lovely. Yeah, well, yeah I mean, <laughs> it, it was awesome. Awesome. Christmas dinner is almost like Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, it just you just get fed a lot. You do. You you eat, definitely eat a lot around Christmas and Thanksgiving. Uh huh. Um, yeah. I, was, honestly, I think I found another diabetes. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I doubled my diabetes. I am up to diabetes type four. And this is what starts like New Year's resolutions. Is like, gosh, well, I gotta lose like these ten pounds I just gained. That don't work. I've I'm done it for the past ten years. <laughs> <laughs> about like Halloween is the same way it's like a precursor like it's like it's like a kid's candy. like candy smorgasbord yeah, yeah. yeah it's like all right so I'm gonna start eating candy and then I'm gonna have Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna have Christmas dinner yeah. and then oh crap it, it's New Year's well, like the beach season's coming up I, I gotta get my beach bod ready what, what, yeah. <laughs> what you gotta think before that you got uh, what is it Labor Day all right you you have a big party on Labor Day <laughs> yeah you I do, don't eat on Labor Day dude, dude, dude we eat all the time we don't have any reason to do anything any reason after we'll order our pizza <laughs> hey today's Labor Day what are you doing coming over for the big dinner you coming over for Arbor Day making the Shoney's in the house right now <laughs> so so you ce- you celebrate every holiday with like a big feast yeah, we, we try to I, I mean I, I mean my grandma my grandmother loves to cook so every time there's a holiday she's like. Y'all be up here about one o'clock. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how grandmas are. Yeah, you can't knock them yeah. for that, man. I mean, they want to feed you. You got to go eat. So, uh, you know, it's after Christmas. New Year's Eve is actually tonight. Anybody doing anything? I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna get on, sit down in my nice, comfy chair, turn on my surround sound, and play my new PlayStation. Nice. Oh, nice. very nice. Yeah. You got a new PlayStation four. Uh, no, I'm not that oh, lucky. Oh, three? <laughs> yeah, I got a three. Okay, three's cool. Three's I've, been, I've been playing that uh, Evil Within. How is that? That's pretty good. It's, it's it's really good. It, it trips you out. I'm not familiar with this. It's um, a new, a brand new horror game that just came out. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's, um, let's see. Have you ever heard of Fallout? Yes. Okay, people who made Fallout uh-huh. and uh, uh, Oblivion and stuff like that, Skyrim, made this game. Now, is it the game based on like, the, uh, like a Saint Asylum? Because yeah. there was a game that they released on PlayStation. It was like a downloadable content, but you could try it out for a little while. Where you had like this little Santa song that you go into, and that thing was freaky. Yeah, like, I watched my friend play, but I ran out of the room at one point because this big thing it <laughs> just got black, and also like you just see this big thing attack you, and it's just like, yep, I'm done. Yeah, no, it's I never played it again. It, 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 it made the lights on or lights off. I play with the lights. I play the lights off. Lights you off. Gotta play the lights <laughs> off. You can't play the lights on. I play with the lights off, and I got that surround sound in my room, and it's just awesome. So here's like, oh, and it's just like, woo. And then, then you like hear me in there screaming like a little girl. I'm like running. <laughs> so you're gonna go home and play video games for New Year's Eve. Yeah. By you, Stevenson. Anything uh, on the books. For I mean, night? I mean, I, I I talked to a coworker that I knew, and, and he was having a party. Uh, he's in a fraternity over at Marshall, so I was thinking about going up there. If not, uh, I might just do what you know Jeff does, and since it's a holiday, go get some food. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you gonna go do the, the Chinese food like you were talking about? Uh, man, listen, 
I love Chinese food, man. I don't know what it is. Like <laughs> the way they make chicken, it just doesn't taste like chicken. You mean cat? It's probably yeah. It's probably, it's probably not chicken, but I mean I like it regardless. What, 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 regardless, it's delicious. It what is, is that? Kong Pao it's chicken. A, the sauce is just amazing. What, what is that? Kong Pao chicken that's on the stick. It's uh, teriyaki, teriyaki chicken. Yeah. I love teriyaki chicken. Well, it always freaks me out. I always think about eating rats. I like, feel like such a cat. I like eating. Yeah. I'm just like ripping off. That's the how it feels. Stick. I'm just like yeah. yeah. yeah the, oh, China, man. the China buffet down Canal City. They have that, and it looks like a rat on yeah. the stick. I, it, That's uh, awesome. I, I, I was dating this one girl, and she called me. And she's like, she said it, and I was like, oh, you want cat on a stick? <laughs> <laughs> it's like. Yeah, baby, get me that. Okay, it just fits so perfectly with my beard, and I, like, I just feel like such a yeah, so primal. That's um yeah I'm de- I don't know what I'm doing um today is my anniversary seven years so Woo-hoo! not sure what we're doing uh, I know tomorrow we're going to dinner for nice. sure um, where are you going to dinner at no clue oh yeah it's our choice I guess uh-huh. so. huh uh-huh. uh huh no no IHOP I've been there I- I've worked a lot during the break I don't, don't like going go. IHOP I actually I went there during uh Christmas on Christmas Day yeah we went there I didn't feel like cooking we didn't feel like cooking breakfast so we went to IHOP true that Day I don't blame you bro they got good deals. Yeah, and well, I, and I get my employee discount down there. So true that. Not That's awesome. Bad. Very nice. Well, um, without further ado, let's uh, hop into the the sports show. Yeah, we've got we basically covered a little bit of everything there except yeah, for did. sports. Yeah, <laughs> everything but sports. Um, so you know, starting out the show, we're gonna give you some West Virginia State University news. Um, prior or after our last show was recorded, they they released the 2015 football schedule really for West Virginia State. Um, and we our first game of the year. Will be on the road against Fairmont State on Thursday, September third. Uh, the Yellow Jackets will play their first home game of the 2015 season on Saturday, September twelfth, against Urbana University. And uh, just a quick rundown of you know games that are coming up. Week one, WVSU, WVSU is traveling to Fairmont State. Week two, Urbana is coming to West Virginia State. Uh, week three, we'll be on the road against Wesleyan. Week four, UC will be playing at our house. So hopefully we will uh, we'll get a not deny them some Chick Fil A nice. like they did us last True last that. weekend or last year. Um, then we'll we'll be on the road against Virginia Wise. Then homecoming game is the week six. It'll be Notre Dame College coming down, um, and so definitely want to mark your calendars for that. If you can only make it to one game, make it for, down here for homecoming. Again, that's week six against Notre Dame College. Uh, week seven we are on the road against Shepherd. Week eight Glenville State comes here to play us at home. Week nine, we have a bye game or maybe an out of conference game. Um, they haven't released the out of conference schedules yet. There's been a couple, um, you know, whispers of teams that we might play or anything like that. But don't want to don't want to throw that out there until we know for sure. Uh, week ten, we will be at Concord, and then week eleven, we close out the season at home against West Liberty University. And um, you know, this they've they've mixed up the schedule up, uh, a little bit this year as the prior two years. Um, the schedule had just been the same, just reversed, you know, home and away. Uh-huh. And this year they've they've mixed up the order of when we play teams. So that's that's cool that they're they're shaking things up and uh, definitely looking to forward to a next another football season. Just uh, can't wait. I'm a, I'm a huge football fan. Like other sports, I like, but I think I'm more of a football fan myself. No, that's a, that's exactly how I am. I football and well NASCAR. NASCAR, nice. I mean, it was, it was exciting. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, 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 keep going. Keep I was going. Say, it was exciting, you know, to actually, you know, watch the, the WVSU games this season. That was actually a pretty good time, whether, you know, yeah. it was a win or a loss. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. You know, the, the games were all pretty, pretty oh, yeah. really exhilarating, so I definitely enjoyed that. And that's a lot of our games, you know. We you know, we didn't end up with the with the record at the end of the season that, that they wanted to get. You know, they did win two games, however, um, you know, but 
you know, I'm sure the coaching staff wanted to win a little bit more game than I'm sure the players did as well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they're a young team. They're, they're a team under construction, as Coach Anderson calls them. So, you know, this is definitely – they're on the up and up. You know, it's it'll be something uh, – and like you said, the – it was never really a bad game to watch. No, um, there, there was, was a lot of close ones. Yeah, there was a lot of close ones. I think they only lost one blowout game, and that was against Concord, who made it to the national semifinal. So, I mean, you can't really fault us there. There's a team that good. Yeah. Um, but, again, I, I think that the team will be a lot better this this in the Coach Anderson's third season. Yeah. Um, we just finished a WVSU women's basketball game. Um, we played Bluefield State College, um, a fellow HBCU school from the great state of West Virginia. Um, Bluefield State won that game. What was the final score in that game? 50, 56 to 45. Uh, and, and, you know, that game could have been a lot worse than, yeah. than the final score was as we had, you know, Bluefield State came out hot and really were dominant in the beginning of the game. And then West Virginia State really calmed down and really um, – chiseled away at that that um, that deficit and mm-hmm. you know at one point it was down to three was right. the was the margin of, of uh, the the lead that they had I don't know why my mind just went totally blank there but you know their, their largest lead or their smallest lead was three and you know but we just didn't have we we couldn't keep up with the team um, they had a lot more bigger girls in the paint and um, you know they're they're an older team you know yeah. West Virginia State we're we're a younger team we have the junior college transfers of Lacorsca Mets. Um, Alexis Hobbs and Diana Styles, and then other than Shailen Schaefer, uh, Mia Summers, and Rachel Ward, that's really all the people. Everybody else is freshmen. Yeah. So I mean, we're a young team, and much like you know football, we're they're a team under construction, and definitely, uh, definitely, it's it's showing as their record is two and five, or no, not two and five, two and six two now. And six now. Um, but you know, one one positive though, prior to this game, they played Division One Radford in a exhibition game and actually beat Radford. They closed out the game by going on a 10-0 run and getting away with the victory. So, you know, that, that does show some promise of this team. It's just getting it to click and getting all these players to buy into the system mm-hmm. of Coach Smith. So um, any thoughts of the game that we just we just witnessed between Bluefield State and West Virginia State? Um, one of the uh, things that I noticed, uh, basically, what, basically what hurt West Virginia State was uh, – Careless turnovers, okay. Sloppy turnovers, and it was just they 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 was pushing everything. They was yeah, we had twenty one turnovers in that game. Yeah, they was pushing everything, and, and that shows with the turnovers, and not just that. Uh, Deanna Styles didn't; she wasn't in the game the whole time like she normally is. I think part of that was because I think she ended up how many fouls did she end up with four. She yeah, she ended up with four fouls, so she got you know a little bit of foul trouble early, and uh, Coach Smith was forced to play bring her out so he could save her through for the majority of the game. Because you're right. Dallas Styles only ended up playing, you know, 16 minutes of the game. So, you know, and the majority of the, of the time went to um, Shaylin Schaefer with 28, Alexis Hall was with 27, and Autumn Ringham with uh, 22. So, you know, those three those three ladies right there definitely ate up that, that playing time and, and did the most with it. One of the players that I was most impressed with for West Virginia State today was Trina Current. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, had, she had 13 points, 13 rebounds, uh, two steals, um, one turnover, at zero fouls um, and, and 19 minutes of play, so you know that's and she's one of the freshman players that we have on this team. Um, so that's that's really uh, a sign of life and a sign of promise 
for from or at least from my point of view. You get, what about you, Steve? Well, I definitely agree with you. I mean, she she definitely. Uh, I think honestly, when you start in the game, you know, it's that warming up process, and then once you know, you kind of get warmed up through through the first half. You know, you kind of come out in the second half, and you know, you're ready to play. And I think she definitely showed that. I mean, the beginning of the game. You know, there was a couple off shots, but by the end of the game, she was making them. You know, she she knew her defender, and uh, she was able to, to to try and get around her and beat her. Also, um, with the turnovers, I mean, there's just a lot of uh, passes down court that I think really shouldn't have been thrown, and they didn't connect. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, because you have too many Bluefield players down there already, with maybe the one or two players from our side. So I think had they uh, had they you know taken a little bit more care of the ball. Um, I think it definitely been a, a better outcome for them, but for the most part, I mean, they're pretty close uh, for most of the game until like the last, the last maybe ten minutes, and they kind of yeah. just, you know, it got a little bit beside themselves. I mean, there's a couple wide open layups that Bluefield made that, you know, was kind of questionable to me as far as you know why, you know, down in the paint, why are you wide open? I yeah, mean, there how should are you be somebody, yeah. yeah, there should be somebody down there. And the same thing for some threes that they made as well. Um, there's just misconnections as far as you know the screens and 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 things along that line that that kind of messed it up for. State. But nonetheless, I mean, they, they definitely played the game. It wasn't a horrible game. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think, once again, because they're young, um, you know, it just doesn't get better with time. Yeah, almost definitely. And one of the things, neither one of these two teams mm -hmm. shot the ball, either from field goal range or from, you know, three-point land, extremely well. Um, on the game, West Virginia State went 15-54 for 27.8%. Um, from free, from three-point land, they went 1-7 of seven for 14.3%. Percent, um, and you know, you looking at Bluefield State's line, they went 23 of 61 for 37.7 percent from the field goal range, and three of 10 up for 30 percent from three-point land. Mm. So you know, neither one of these teams really shot the lights out tonight. You know, they both took a lot of shots. They didn't make you know as many shots. I'm sure either coach would have liked. Yeah. But you know, when you jack up those kind of shots, you're you know you're gonna have a low scoring game like this if you're not getting them to fall. Yeah, it was definitely a low scoring game, and I mean you could tell that. I mean pretty much at the end of the first half, and there really wasn't. I don't think we even over 30 points at the end of the first half. Yeah. So, um, it was really close in that game, and the, and, yeah. and the Lady Jackets weren't trailing by far in the beginning. So, um, yeah, it was definitely close in that game, and, and definitely showed uh, during the second half. Once again, they didn't score too much. I mean, looking at 56 to, to 45. You know, and um, the next game for the uh, West Virginia State University Yellow Jackets um, will be at home, and it'll be a Mountain East Conference game, and it'll be the West Virginia State University women's basketball team will be uh, in the midst of a doubleheader as they and the men will be in action on Saturday, January the 3rd, 2015 at 2 p.m. and at 4 p.m. for the men's, and, um, you know, we're, we'll be able to be taking on Glenville State College. Um one of the things, you guys have not yet got to see Glenville State in action. One of the things that's really hard to call their games about is every minute to two minutes max, they bring in a fresh five. So uh -huh. they constantly are bringing in fresh players, it, fresh legs, and are able it, to get this, a lot of pressure. This is, this is going to be bad for me because I'm the one that's the play-by-play -play for the <laughs> But you know, oh, I'm sorry to me cut you off, but the other thing I noticed about uh, the Bluefield game was that they actually, uh, the coach for Bluefield massaged you know, a lot of time between his players as yeah. well. There's a lot of exchanging, uh, you know, as far as uh, substitutions yeah. for that game. So I went, once again, since you're the guy who always called that side, I mean, the whole game, I mean, you're just like checking in, checking in. I'm like, well, wait, who checked in for West Virginia? And I'm looking on this just to make sure, but I mean, it wasn't you know as many people as it was for Bluefield. <laughs> oh yeah, and I missed them. Uh, I missed several substitutions. Mm -hmm. It's it's hard, especially like if they do it like you know if they. I know one game we called they did like three substitutions of the same player like in the same time like they're like um, number twenty checking in for number ten no twenties checking back out no twenties checking back in like 
on one of the games we called earlier in the season. So like that's a little little tricky. But yeah, you'll have fun with the Glenville State game because oh, yeah. they do a fresh five every said minutes, two minutes. I was, the, now, I was, I was thinking about that. I, I interrupted Stevenson this time. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool. I mean, also, I'm, I'm not trying to trample on toes here. You know, it's obviously being the guest. It's, I definitely got to show the, the, the host, you know, there. It's hard to do that when you're broadcasting. Like, when we done it in the beginning of the year, and we was just doing, you know, simple. We got play-by-play and a caller commentator. And I was being the caller commentator, and it was so hard trying to get words in. Right. <laughs> and it's just like, whew. It's. It, I mean, it gets like that from. Well, I think the now. system that we have now is good. That's you know, what we're saying. We have yeah. one guy yeah. calling one side of the team, and another guy calling the other side of the team. And then you know, if we have the third guy, you know, usually I'm the third guy. Uh, <laughs> you know, we got somebody doing doing stats, which is nice. So and then all, we then we have our substitutions on the broadcast table. Right, yeah, right. Trade out. Works out. Like I said, we're gonna we're gonna try to get a little better about live tweeting for the whole game um, from from our show account. So we're gonna get try to get you a little bit better with that um, from our standpoint, so that way you guys can stay. Because uh, I know it. I don't know if our broadcast is streaming right now or not. Um, there's some issues at, at school. Because we, we're students from West Virginia State. This isn't just like a hobby. We're not just like three random guys from like, sit, sitting in our mom's basement. Of dollars. Yeah, we're, we're doing this. We're students. Um, so, you know, we, we're we doing the best we can with what we have. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy with, with how it's going. Um, I know you guys kind of got not, not forced into this. But you guys definitely. Um, no, I was, I was coerced. Though. I was, yeah, I was, I yeah, was, you were. Yeah, a little bit. No, I'm just kidding. Was, <laughs> I honestly, I mean, I came here, you know, under the impression of I'm going to be a communication student out of the 21 degrees that state offers here, and uh, this is one of the the more exciting, more active, hands-on yeah. degrees mm-hmm. that I think you can get here. Um, just as far as you know, doing uh, for the next level as your career, what what basically goes on here. So I mean, the the repetitions and the practice that you get for broadcasting, for making, you know, video packages or, you know, whatever it is for the news and uh, yeah. other things could definitely help. All right, this is all free, free well, not free because we got to pay for this eventually. Right, right. But this is all, um, you know, priceless uh, experiences that we can get. You know, when I graduate, I'll have four years of football broadcasting underneath my belt. I'll have three years of, or four years of basketball, three years of baseball, softball, you know, and three, four years of having you know various radio shows on different you know podcasts and such stuff like that so you know that just from my perspective it this is stuff that i could never have had you know i don't feel like i could have got this much experience on another degree or maybe possibly even at another school yeah you know? i mean you just don't walk into any any uh you know any radio stations and say hey i need to practice <laughs> broadcasting so let me on air for yeah. you know 10 20 minutes and let yeah. me just you know do my thing so right i mean being here you know whether radio station is up or not you know it's just the fact that we're still going to do this Regardless, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, hopefully, well, we, when we get we, back on, we get we, our fans. We love what we do. Yeah, definitely, most definitely. Definitely, paid or unpaid. I, I'm like a lawyer right now. This is pro bono. <laughs> and I enjoy it. You're lucky. I like it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and just real quick breakdown of you know, team leaders for West Virginia State. Um, this is prior, obviously, to today's game, um, and it doesn't take into effect the uh, or yeah, it does. Sorry, never mind. Just erase that last little bit, like back up five seconds and just erase that from your memory. Um, but this is, you know, obviously this is before today's game. Dallas Styles leads the team with 86 points. Alexis Hobbs rebounds have, leads the team in rebounds with 65 points. Dallas Styles leads in assists with 21. Uh, total assists, Alexis Hobbs leads the team in steals with 13. And Alexis Hobbs leads the team in block shots with 14. So, you know, you look at that, that, that those two girls who transferred from Lake Michigan College, um, definitely, I mean, they're 
it says, it says it all right there. You know, they lead right. in, in those, you know, five categories there, either one or two in that. So that's something really impressive about those um, girls. And it tell you can tell when Donna and Alexis are on the court together that they're comfortable with each other. Mm-hmm. They know their roles within each other. And when one of them goes off the court, they kind of, I don't want to say they get lost, but they don't. They're they're not clicking as well. They 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 haven't played with these their new teammates as much as they did, you know, with the, the trio of Lacorsca Mets, you know, Dallas Styles and Lexus Hobbs mm-hmm. at their community college. So that's something that we'll continue to to watch as the season goes on. Uh, and that's going to do it for the women's basketball. Uh, men's basketball. It feels like we haven't watched a game of men's basketball for, at state in forever. Yeah, um, it has been some time. I think it's I think our last home game for them was what December sixth. For the Sounds men's, about right. yeah, and like that's yep. that seems crazy amount of long ago. Um, but you know the team they they had a nice little trip to Puerto Rico, um, hey, and they uh, they got to go home for the holidays. Um, so that's that's always good, as we've got I think we got like six guys from the DMV area. So it's always good when they get to go back home. Um, they'll be back in action as I said on January third, two thousand fifteen, at four p.m. against Glenville State at home, the Walker Convocation Center. If you haven't made it to a game yet, I don't know what you're waiting for. Go ahead and come on out. Shame on you. Yeah, shame on you. You should you should definitely make it out there. Um, it's it's a it's a beautiful venue, and you know it's definitely if you have nothing, you know if you're in the area, there's no reason why you shouldn't come out and and support your local local college. I agree, and it's, it's also beautiful because the three of us are there. Yeah, and, definitely. And, and we're we're bringing the entertainment to you exactly. on the radio. So whether whether you see us or hear us, we're we're there for and, you. And, yeah. and, and and I mean, if it was good, it's quiet. Those games, as it is this game, you know, you're going to hear some funny stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, was, it was definitely, you know, and I think the reason it was so quiet today was, you know, it's New Year's Eve, for one. There's no students There's here. no students on campus. Except for me. Except for Stevenson and the <laughs> girls' basketball team, and I think the men's basketball team came back today. But other than that, yeah, it's it's been a ghost town for you, huh? It is. It has been quite quiet. But actually, I enjoy it. I enjoy the comfort of, you know, being the only one here. Yeah, the tranquility. I'm able to, you know, you're, actually. You're probably enjoying of, that dorm room yeah, all by yeah. yourself. I, I mean, I, I hate to tell you, I mean, just, just you know, just ha- not having people to worry about. I mean, 10 guys in my room, you know, people in my room. I'm just hanging out, watching a little TV here and there, read a couple books, you know, doing my thing. Just, just relax. Yeah, 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 definitely. I feel like an old man in retirement. <laughs> Social Security already kicked in early. I'm, I'm retired early. You know, and in the men's team, you know, they, their season has not gotten off to the way that, that I'm sure Coach Poor or any of the players has expected it to as they're sitting at a 1 in 10 record. Um, they've had some close games that they've lost. They've, you know, they, they lost Marquis Mazik um, about three games into the season with a broken hand. Mm. He looks to be doing a whole lot better. He looks to be um, back in action as we saw him. Got a little glimpse of him today practicing. Um, guys like Dominic. Um, or Damian Harris, I think is his name. Um, he was in our TV class. I don't remember mm-hmm. his last name. But he's eligible to play now. He actually got his first playing time down in Puerto Rico. So, you know, he's back on the team. So you bring back those guys. All, and talking to Coach Poor early, early in the season, he said, if we can just weather this storm, get these guys playing experience, you know. He said, he said you know, I have every all the faith in the world that we'll be able to, you know, turn this thing around and make a run at the conference title. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, you know, 1 in 10, yes, that looks like a very, like, that looks like, Man, these guys are, you know, something's up with this team. They're, yeah. you know, their season's pretty much over. But there's still a lot of basketball left. And, you know, they're, they're, they're like, um, they're not even the worst in the conference because they've only played, you know, three conference games. Mm-hmm. And they set at one and two. So they're, there's like four or five teams that are ranked lower than them in the conference. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, that's something to hang your hat on, you know, going forward is you get your, your two guys, main guys back. Yeah. And you got those guys who kind of had to come in and play for them. 
experience that they wouldn't have gotten, you know, had had Marquis Mazik not gone down with a hand injury, had Damian not been eligible, had he been eligible, you know, those guys wouldn't have got the playing time that they did. So that's yeah. that's a positive to take from that, and you know, just weathering the storm, and and uh, I think we're going to see good things coming from both Yellow Jacket teams um, in the new year, which is right around the corner. <laughs> I think you're Literally. right, honestly. I think you're right, really. I mean, just just from watching, you know, the passable games, I mean, I think, you know, the beginning of the season when the men's came out there, uh, you know, there was a lot. Of, I mean, I, I specifically remember Shaw, mm-hmm. you know, doing a lot of, you know, full court uh, uh, traps and, and setting them up to where, you know, it was hard for them to pass the ball. And I think the more experience that they get with, uh, you yeah. know, being able to, to, to get the ball to the other side of the court and, uh, you know, more effective shots, um, I think I think the better on they're going to be, and I think this year, you know, coming up 2015 is going to, you know, be more of an outbreak for them uh, as as they get more experience and they'll be able to play better games. Like I said, as far as the conference goes, they're one and two, so the next couple of games come up, they're actually part of the conference. I, I don't see why they can't win those. Most definitely, um, you know, looking at their leaders, their five, you know, categories: points, rebounds, assists, steals, and block shots. Uh, Dominic Phillips leads with 145 points. Um, Rebounds, Anthony Grant leads 85. Uh, assists, Dominic Phillips again with 46. Steals, Dominic Phillips yet again with 19. And block shots of Wall Reed with 10. So, you know, that's... What, the biggest thing about Damian Harris coming back is his height. Mm-hmm. He is He's a tall guy. He's a really tall guy. And when you've got 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six guys like Anthony Grant and Steve Wing in the paint battling against 6'8", 7-foot guys, mm-hmm. you know, all the heart in the world and all the hustle in the world don't really help you in that stance because those guys have you know a between a two and four inch you know height advantage over mm-hmm. you plus being able to hop so right and the reach the reach is also yeah. I mean it all comes a factor in the game so yeah. but yeah so yeah. that the height alone is going to be a huge boom yeah that and you know we say we what was it we said a game and we looked up and we seen him sitting in the bleachers and yeah. his legs took over three the two seats were below him oh yeah, yeah. he's definitely he was sitting in one chair and he had a he had a row of seats in between him and then his feet touch the bottom of the other chairs mm-hmm. so yeah he's definitely tall definitely guy. a tall guy yeah. would love to have just you know maybe like four inches from him I'd be happy with that like that'd, be that'd nice. put me at about five I don't know what I am so maybe like I'd probably put me close to about five eleven be happy nice. with that that'd be nice no yeah, I agree there I'm five six and um you'd be five I'm, t- I'm six eight wide <laughs> 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 I'm five six in height and six eight in width. <laughs> so I don't know what happened physical wise. It just yeah, if you had four more inches, you'd, you'd, you'd stretch out. Yeah, you'd even out a little bit. I mean, yeah, the inches. ratios might get better. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're not four inches shorter. That's true. 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 Then again, I, yeah. I would look like a, a sardines can after. <laughs> and with that, I think that's going to do it for the uh, West Virginia State news. Um, I think so too. <laughs> it's it's kind of a slow time, you know. We just have basketball going on right now, but baseball, softball hasn't happened yet. Tennis hasn't happened yet. So really, right now it's kind of like a like a downtime. Um, so without for, further ado, we are gonna. I don't know if it's the fans' favorite, but it's definitely probably. Some of our favorite times on the show. We're going to get into the Snap Jab segment right now. Alrighty. And, um, you know, a little bit of boxing action right there. And our first story, what we'll do with the Snap Jabs is I'll read one, then you read one, then you read one. Okay. Like we usually do. Uh, story number one comes to us from the NFL. 
and it was a story about um, the Oakland Raiders. You know, there's not much positive going on for them right now. Their their season's over. I guess that could be a positive no. if you're the Raiders. <laughs> um, but you know, Jay Glazer um, did a kind of like a, a, a did a piece um, with an Oakland Raiders player. It's an offensive lineman, uh, Minalik Watson, um, and they talked to him about a a player. Um, the family of a four-year-old, Ava Urrera of Las Vegas. Ava has a heart condition uh, that Glazer, Jay Glazer, uh, says is like having half a heart. And uh, what happened after, you know, he was put in touch with the, uh, or she was put in touch with the Raiders, um, is it, kind of awesome. You know, it's, it, it was this was around the holidays, right around Christmas. Uh, the Raiders offered young Ava, who has undergone 14 different heart procedures, uh, the opportunity to captain the team and gave her assigned gear and toys throughout a visit with the team. Offensive lineman Manalik Watson was uh, so touched by Ava's condition, he donated his entire game check of $18,000 to help with the expense of Ava's family. Um, Watson went on to say, uh, Sir, I'd like to make sure Ava has the greatest holiday. Uh, he told uh, Ava's father that, and he, he then gave him the game check. Um, and, you know, you think about NFL guys, you're like, you, you game check, okay, that's nothing for these guys. They're, you know, they got all kinds of money. But in reality, um, Watson's a offensive lineman, and he's not even a, you know, a, a starter. He's a second-string guy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you look at guys, he's in his second year. The average NFL contract, or in average NFL career is three, four years, you know. So maybe he doesn't have any more years left in the league or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but he gave, you know, half of it. He gave a game check. And how the NFL pays their players, they're paid over 17 weeks mm-hmm. instead of, you know, 52. So he – it. Ended up being he gave uh, about six percent of his entire salary to this young girl's family to make sure that she had you know she had a great Christmas. So you know that's to me I thought that was awesome that he you know went on to do that. You don't hear a lot of you know anything good usually coming out of the Bay, especially regarding the Raiders. Yeah. And so a little especially, Raider Nation love right there. Yeah, they're uh, they're not called Oakland Raiders; they're called the San Quinto Raiders. Right? <laughs> <laughs> San Quinto Penitentiary. <laughs> But no, that, that's our feel-good story of the yeah. of the week. Because we like like what we say all the time, we like to show the good as much as the bad. Yeah, we definitely show a lot of bad. But yeah, hey, because hey, sure. the bad the bad is funny sometimes. The bad is, yeah, the bad is usually pretty funny, uh, as terrible as that is to say. But you, you're right. You know, we, like we said, we like to highlight. You know, if there's all you know, because athletes usually get painted as these you know selfish you know guys who don't don't care about anything other than themselves and really just stuck up guys. And there are, you know, there are a few bad apples in every bunch, but you know, there, there are good guys out there too. So yeah. whenever we come across a story, we like to we like to take the time to highlight them. So, so way to go, um, Malik Watson. And uh, sorry, you play for the Raiders. Hopefully, maybe you get traded for a good team. Um, but at least maybe you'll continue to get your. Hopefully, you have a good long career. Uh, and that's going to do it for that story. I'm going to pass it over to uh, Stevenson. All right. Well, the next story we bring you here for the snap jab is about. Kevin Sumlin, he dismisses an intense assistant who hit WVU players in the Liberty Bowl game between WVU and Texas A&M. Things are a little chippy, both on and off the gridiron. On two separate instances during the game, Michael Richardson, uh, exam, he's ex Aggie. Oh, he's ex Aggie. Yeah. All right, thank you. And current assistant and current student assistant uh, hit both Andrew Bowie and Daryl Worley on two separate plays, all in the first half. Coach Sumlin uh, was made aware of this at halftime and made Richardson stay in the locker room for the second half of the game. After the game, uh, the team made it back to team made it back home. Richardson was dismissed. 
uh, from the team by head coach Kevin Sumlin. In the days after the game, both Richardson and Sumlin have now released statements on the incidents and apologized to the players, fans, and coaches from WVU. Did you guys see it, either of that? Yeah. I missed that game, and actually I was looking for it on TV, and I couldn't find it for some reason. Don't ask me why, but I should have gone to Buffalo Wild Wings where everybody was watching it. I, I, time. I didn't watch the game. I followed it on online. I was on the computer or on my phone, and I also followed it on Twitter. Um, but, you know, guys were sending out, you know, tweets about the – or vines of the, the hits. And uh, he was definitely um, – Definitely hitting these guys. Oh, yeah. He, he gave him a good brain duster, right? Yeah, he definitely yeah. He hit Daryl Worley in the back of the head with his elbow. Yeah. So he was definitely, um, you know, and they came out after the game, you know, as I said, they, or as the article said, they both, you know, released statements. Well, Worley at first was was fired up and was like, look, he said, don't, he said, I, he said, I'm not accepting your apology. He's like, we'll meet again uh, sometime down this, in sometime down in our life. And he said, he said it won't be you won't get a cheap soccer punch like that again. Mm. So, but then you know, cooler heads prevail. Worley sent out a tweet uh, a day later, I think, because it was today, and said that you know he he wanted to take back what he said that he you know heat of the moment people aren't always the best. That's not always them. Right, right. You know, in the heat of the moment, people say and do things that that, that doesn't define them. And he shouldn't let this one instance define you know Richardson. No. So I think that took a big man of Worley. Um, but kind of feel. I mean, he he deserves to get fired or let go. Yeah. But kind of feel bad too because you know. But I mean, like I said, he and, deserves. And in all honesty, and I don't feel bad for him. That's stupid. Okay, that is completely ignorant doing stuff like that. That whole game, I sit there and I watch that game. That game was like that from the start. From yeah, the it was kick- chippy. Yeah. Yeah, from the kickoff, both like because um, <clears throat> I think. West Virginia was uh, they they tackled uh, somebody over on the the Texas A and M sideline, and there was West Virginia players over there, and there was Texas A and M players chasing them off of the sidelines. So yeah, it was like that. Interesting. Yeah, and the first few plays of the game, the uh, the safety, their 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 star safety got kicked out for right. a helmet to helmet contact. Wow. Yeah, it was it was like that the whole game and. But if you're going, if you're going to do stupid stuff like that, go play Mike Tyson's boxing game. Or I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> but go play rock and sock and boppers. All right. Yeah. If you're going to play stuff like that, that's that's just completely that's ignorant. I mean, the game it's an intense game. Football yeah. is an intense game, and I mean sometimes you know players, you know coaches, er, even fans. You know, I mean, if you ever heard about the Philadelphia thing, I mean those. Those oh, players. Put batteries at the uh, the fans are batteries at Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the fans are just as intense as the players on the field. So I mean, it's an intense Some, game, sometime, and it's, sometimes they're worse. Yeah, it's it's huge. So I mean, I I don't know. I can't say I can make an excuse for this guy, but I mean, maybe in the heat of the moment, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's what and I was, all the intensity of this being a huge game that you know he may have acted out in you know a, a rage type of way. And you know, Mike Richardson, he did play football for Texas A and M. Um, back in 2012 and 2013, he suffered a season or career-ending neck injury, mm. and so Coach Sumlin, you know, let him on his staff, you know, trying to you know make sure he still stayed involved because he was a good young man or whatever. But yeah, you you those, those one moments in life where you slip up, those can define you for the rest of your life. They yeah. definitely do, like Bill Cosby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. well, like I like I said, I was sitting, there, I was watching that game, and me and my brother was watching it, and next thing you know, he smacks him upside the head, my. Brother looked at me and he said, "Jeff, did he just smack him?" I was like, "Well, I said normally they pat each other on the helmet, but he done that a little aggressively." Yeah, <laughs> put a little hot sauce on it. Next yeah. thing I know, I look on Twitter and I'm like, "Oh yeah, he's been he's been fired." I was like, "Wow, okay, that's crazy." 
Did you did you want any? Um, I know prior to the show we were talking in our special bowl game. We were talking about how the majority of the bowl games are named after like fried chicken places. Oh yeah. <laughs> so we were talking about like there, there's a Popeyes, Chick Fil A, Heart, the Zaxby's Bowl, and stuff like that. And I, definitely, I, I celebrated. I went to Chick Fil A over the weekend, so I was pretty stoked. That sounds that. nice. That, that, that sounds Chick-fil-A. good right now. Yeah, I love Chick Fil A, man. I don't, I don't really care what the president yeah. has against whatever type of people, but I like their food. Their food is good. I don't oh. care. Talk, okay, what's your hierarchy of fried chicken? Like restaurants, mine's Popeyes, then Chick Fil A, then I don't care anything else. I think I think it's definitely Popeyes, and then I don't know if you ever heard of churches, but churches is yeah, really I've that heard bad. Of churches. I mean, honestly, KFC. I mean, they're just. I think they're just a huge international brand, which is which is cool. But I mean, they're just not. They're just not the top. Yeah, I top don't. To me, I'm weird. I don't eat bones. Yeah. I like eating the. Well, nobody eats bones. bones either. Yeah, yeah but like, you know really, what I mean. Like some people eat bones. I don't like the bones, like the the fried chicken, like that. I like the just like chicken, chicken strips. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Like po' yeah. boys from you know. Oh, those are good. From Popeyes and stuff like that. Man, yeah. y- y'all make my mouth water. So I'm yeah. saying I'm hungry. I hope they I got hope. the biscuits too. That's the thing about Popeyes. They got the biscuits yeah. for you and the red beans and rice. Yeah. Not, a big, not a big fan of Bojangles though. Easy and fast. Bojangles is crazy. <laughs> um, but that's gonna do it for our fried chicken segment. And so, <laughs> Um, before they have to bring the janitors up here to clean up all the uh, the, the slobber, um, uh, it's like I, it's like uh, Niagara Falls over here for me. I'm just, yeah, man, I, I, my mouth is watering. You ever had Chinese chicken, man? Their fried chicken isn't bad. It comes out yellow, but I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't mind. I don't mind the yellow chicken. Yeah, I don't mind the yellow chicken. Yeah, it's I, I got food poisoning once. I, I got to go to the Czech Republic, and we were there for St. Patrick's Day. And they had green chicken, so I was like, "Oh, you green know, they, chicken." Yeah, I was like, "Oh, they dyed their chicken." You know, that's cool, whatever. It smelled good. I ate it and was sick as a dog for like half a week. Wow! So like, I ruined my whole trip because we were only there for a week, and I was just like in the bed, just just wanting to die. Yeah. Because I was like, "Oh my god!" I, I, so I, I got I, I don't know what I got. I guess I got food poisoning. Didn't you ever hear? Don't eat green eggs and ham. So why would you eat green chicken? That, that is, <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, I'll eat yellow chicken, but I won't eat green chicken. I mean, well, I just... know now not to eat green chicken. <laughs> I was just trying to be adventurous. It's like there's mildew or something. On yeah, I was like, well, I don't want to be rude. I was no. like, you know, this is yeah. everybody else is eating it. I might as well try. Yeah, everybody yeah. else is eating it. Well, then you gotta put your hand in there. That's what I'm saying. Like it was like at a street vendor, like at a hot dog cart. So I was like, well, yeah. everybody else is I, 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 I wouldn't trust hey. that. No. Whenever well, I Rome, wouldn't now either. Yeah, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. So I don't blame you for that. That's an experience, yeah. and that was yeah. obviously a terrible experience. It was now. a god awful experience. Looking back on it, no, Aaron, I don't want no green chicken and yams. <laughs> 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 and that will that, that will officially end our chicken segment. <laughs> Unless we have any more chicken stories, but we you know can't make any guarantees. But I think I'm out too. Yeah, we need we need we need to stop, stories. guys. Yeah. I haven't ate all day. <laughs> Furthermore, our third story: the NFL regular season is over, and with the end of several team seasons, Raiders, that could mean coaching changes are coming. There are always teams that want and or need to head in a new direction. And one of those teams this year is the San Francisco 49ers that mutually, mutually, parted ways with Jim Harbaugh. Don't cry for Harbaugh, though, because he was unemployed for around five minutes before he was on a jet with the, with his family heading back to Ann Arbor, Michigan, where he signed a six-year contract to make $48 million over the course of, of his six years at University of Michigan. The real question on many people's mind would have to be how long will he stay on Michigan sidelines? Michigan's sideline coach Harbaugh. What did I I can't type or write, so just yeah, you, you had it right the first time. Just just keep going with it. Way to make me feel like an idiot. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Co- coach Harbaugh has been a coach in uh some 
shape since 1994 along with along the way he's had four stops at wku assistant uh 94 1994 to 2001 oakland uh, raiders assistant 2002 to 2003 uh san diego state Head coach uh, 2004 to 2006, Stanford head coach 2007 to 2010, and the 49ers head coach 2011 to 2014. So you know uh, he doesn't stay anywhere more than about three years. Yeah. You know the the the, the Western Kentucky thing. His dad was a coach there. Mm-hmm. He was still playing when this was happening because he didn't retire from the NFL to 2001. Mm-hmm. What he did, he was like a scout and recruited. You know, he was an unpaid scout and recruited guys from like Florida, Illinois. And Tennessee, where his states are, that's a completely random because he was playing in San Diego, so yeah. I don't know how he recruited guys on the, on the East Coast yeah. And, and mid. Yeah, he's a busy, busy I, I don't man. Either, but obviously, he's been getting paid since oh, since '94. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And oh, especially now with six, six, you know, six years, forty-eight million. That is, that's just. I mean, honestly, I don't know how much he got paid for being a Fort Niners head coach. But, oh, I'm sure he made decent money. Yeah, I'm sure well, he made good money there. But I mean, shoot, for being a college coach, I mean, forty eight million. That's not bad at all. Yeah, because uh, who is it? it's Dana Hogerson. I think he only gets paid six million. Hmm. Yeah, I'd only take six million. I think I'd be alright with only. I'd be happy with Doc Holliday's salary. He gets paid six hundred thousand a year. All right, yeah. I'd be happy with that. Yeah, I'm. I'm happy with anything that has a lots of zeros and commas. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty much content. Yeah. There. I, I I say he'll stay at Michigan, but then I don't know if he'll stay there six years though. But there's a there's a, there's a hefty price tag on him. All on the buyout. Uh, yeah, I'm a, sure there is. There's a hefty price tag on him. But if there's one thing that we learned from Rich Rodriguez, that uh, it don't matter if it's your alma mater. If somebody's uh, <laughs> somebody's <laughs> got pay, yeah. yeah, if somebody's willing to pay more. Yeah, you put that hat on. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Screw Michigan. Yeah, right. I'm going USC. <laughs> so, as a Marshall fan, when the, you you bring up the Rich Rodriguez thing, were you were you upset with you know him being a native West Virginian? Were you upset with him you know bolting on WU like that, or were you yeah. were, were you kind of happy as a Marshall fan that he was leaving? I, I I was I was honestly I was angry about it because of the the way he left. Yeah, he did leave him kind of dirty. Yeah, the way he left. That's what I was mainly angry about. Because I mean, even to this, still to this day, you still hear rumors that the pit game was thrown. Okay, yeah, I, mm. yeah. Because West Virginia, they was ranked number two. They was going to the national championship. All they had to do was beat Pitt. Yeah, who was two and seven? Yeah, two and nine at the time. And they got beat. Wow, barely. You know, it's amazing. Since you speak of these 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 possible briberies, uh, I was actually listening to a uh, real sports with Brian Gumble. And he did a little special on, uh, you know, betting and, and stuff in sports and how players throw games. Yeah. And it's just amazing to me that, you know, the money somehow finds the way these players and these guys will get paid, you know, 10 grand, yeah. 100 grand to, oh, yeah. to, to, to act like, you know, I wasn't supposed to get that, that foul or that call or I was supposed to score that, but I, I ended up fumbling it. So it's really hard to tell, you know, these days where we have, you know, you got organizations that are that are paying these guys under the table to, to, to screw it up. For yeah. you know what, what could be a, a good thing for them, yeah, just to lose. You know, the ESPN Thirty for Thirty, um, they did one called "Playing for the Mob," and it was about um, a team played in the East, mm-hmm. on the East Coast. I don't, I forget what team it was. Um, I think it was around the Boston area, but I don't think it was BC. Um, but they did a whole uh, whole documentary on on these guys, on these players that got ran into trouble, you know, with playing playing for mob money. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's extremely interesting. It is. It really is interesting, stuff. and it's just. It, but it's, at the same time, it's sad to know the integrity of the game. Yeah. Is you know, I mean, put put on the on the on the hands of you know outside third party, you know, wanting to give you more than what you're already being paid for, you know, just to screw up or or, or do the wrong thing. 
So I mean, it obviously, uh, it obviously questions, you know, to me, players' integrity and and also, uh, you know, what what people are willing to want and, and see out of a game. Yeah, because because sports betting is huge. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Oh that's, yeah, yeah that's I mean, just you know part of the game. And also, it all comes down to money. Too. Oh yeah, money is, makes the world go round. So. Right. Yeah, definitely. That, that's a, uh, but, all right. Well, I talked about. We thought. What was it? Two weeks ago when we done our podcast, we you you tell me about how uh, about Doc the rumors. Yeah, about Doc uh, the rumors that Doc Holliday was going to go to Pitt. Mm-hmm. Well, then I think I went home the next and cried. I did. <laughs> I cried a little bit because after morning. you dried up the tears. Yeah, and then I get on. I turn on the TV and they're like, "Oh no, they they've named the, the actual head coach." Yeah, I, I, I seen that the when I was getting ready to watch Marshall's Bowl, and I was like. Yes, yeah. and then today I got on Facebook and they just signed a six-year contract with him, mm-hmm. with him and the new athletic director. Mm. So Strong. it's all good. <laughs> it's all good in Marshall Land. Um, our final story for the Snapjab segment: um, the Bucks are trying to make to shake up the NBA and produce a good team by an unusual way, much like the Oakland Athletics did uh, when they played Moneyball with Billy Bean. Um, owners Wesley Edens and Mark Lassery, uh, who bought the Bucks for $550 million in April, currently employ facial coding expert Dan Hill to go beyond the numbers and instead bring science into the equation in an effort to gain an edge, according to a report from the New York Times. Um, the Bucks started using Hill's methods prior to the NBA draft, using the facial action coding system, or FACS, to uh, read players' faces to identify to happiness, surprise, contempt, disgust, sadness, anger, and fear. Um, a quote from Bucks assistant GM David Morway to the New York Times. Uh, he went on to say, "We spend quite a bit of time evaluating the players as basketball players uh, and analytically, um, but the difficult piece of the puzzle is the psychological side of it, and not only psychological character and personality issues, but also team chemistry issues." Uh, team team psychologist Ramel Smith hopes Hill can be the Bucks' secret weapon. Only time will tell if this works out or not. As Jabari Parker's impressive rookie season was derailed after a knee injury, ended his season on December fifteenth with an ACL tear. I like how they said it was a secret weapon, but yet they did an article, they did an interview about it in the New York Times, and it ran on ESPN and all these other sites. Yeah. It's not much of a secret if you're, you're bragging, "Hey, this is what we, this is what we look for." Yeah, not anymore. Of, yeah, you yeah. kind of already need you know expose yourself. Um, but I mean, most people do though. I mean, most most people. I mean, you can go down to people who think about you know secret societies who expose themselves. It's just, I mean, it's, it doesn't really matter whether you you show people or not. I mean, most people either a not going to care or b not be able to do anything about it. So you can pretty much tell what your secrets are. Just like a magician, you know, makes things disappear right in front of your face. I mean, it's just it's there. It's just once again, are you noticing? Yeah. Best way to hide is right in front of people. True. Best way to hide. True. Very so, true. So, um, did you guys watch Moneyball, the movie? I did not want to watch it. <laughs> you didn't want to watch it? I, I just, I mean, honestly, like, there's some sports movies I like to watch, but then there's just other things that I really don't, you know, don't really strike my interest. Ba- I mean, if it's yeah, on I, TV, sure, I'll watch it. I but get the whole baseball, running out for it, baseball contract talks not being a real exciting movie to watch. It was actually pretty good, um, though. It was actually pretty good. Um, I think I watched it one night late, like just bored out of my mind. I was like, "Hey, I like, I like Jonah Hill. Hill. Yeah, I, I like him a lot. Actor. I like him a lot." Wasn't Matthew McConaughey in there too? Mm, who was? No, who is? Who is? Who is? I think is it Brad Pitt? Maybe. Yeah, it's Brad, was Pitt. It Brad Pitt. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. 
Brad Pitt. I think there's lead. another big name star in there, but yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not. A, you know, I don't not like those guys. Just once again, I'm not a huge. I, I like baseball to a certain extent, but I'm not a. You I know, hate baseball. I'm not a huge baseball fan, but I, I like. I don't mind it. If I go to a game, I'm, I'm there. I'm in. I'm. You know, I'm in yeah. there. But uh, as far as watching on TV, it's it's not my forte. That's me. I can't. Wa- I played it all, all through high school or up through high school to my junior year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I just can't like I can't sit down and watch TV. I can't be like. Yeah, baseball's on TV. Like, really, the only sport I can sit down and watch TV is football. Yeah, nine no, innings is a stretch, man. It is. Like, it is. It, it could take forever. And World Cup soccer. I can watch World Cup soccer. Yeah. Nice. No, no. Mm-hmm. I don't watch nothing soccer. No. I, I pass on that. No. I pass on soccer. You know, this, like, this this show has ruined my my perception <laughs> of soccer. Well, how did it ruin it? <laughs> Wind. <laughs> Wind well, ruined it. Well, we have. We when my first ever time, okay, my first ever, you know, time on the show, uh-huh. we done a. There was a story about a uh, soccer player who human sacrificed his friend. Whoa! Yeah, to get better. Yeah, to get better. And then the next week, there was a team that used a witch doctor to get better. Yeah. And then the week after that, no, there was a couple weeks because they had a break period. Mm-hmm. A couple weeks after that, there was the UConn player who flipped off the camera. Oh yeah. Just gave the camera the finger. Nice. And then uh, the next week, it was well, that's talk- not nice, but yeah. Well, the next week there was a the talk. There was a story about how uh, players, uh, not players, fans, mm-hmm. tried tried to burn down their own stadium. Yeah, their own stadium. Once again, and I go on the record for this. I mean, when the the players are intense, and so are the fans. <laughs> I mean, the soccer riots are some of the so- biggest so- soccer fans are crazy. Stuff. Yeah, and I mean the the fact that it's such probably the biggest world sport that's known. You know, uh, I mean, yeah, you're gonna have people from, and I don't know if the the, the killings or whatever for, for from different countries, but obviously in different countries, you know, people have different, yeah, you know, practices, yeah. yeah. So I mean, maybe you know, the guy was really trying to you know do his magic and 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 be the yeah. one, uh, regardless. So that's not that's not cool to kill your friend though. There's some there's some. He took him on vacation there. though. Oh yeah, yeah, he took him on vacation. Oh, he, did kinda, it, he did it on vacation. Oh, that's so kind of nice. Well, I mean, it's gonna be your last vacation. So yeah, that's I mean, cool, it seemed like it was a pretty nice vacation. Hopefully, too. it was somewhere nice, like St. Bart's or, or they were in Cayman they were Island, Santa, Santa Santa Monica. they were somewhere in Africa. Yeah, was where they played, uh, and they went to some tropical island. And yeah, that was Santa Monica that I went to. I don't remember. That's, That's been not so a place I want to get yeah. killed at. I don't want to get killed in Santa Monica. Yeah, they. Um, well, they then also you forgot place. the story about where the owner broke into his teammate, his team, his team's houses, like his players' houses, and uh, took super fans. And roughed up all his players and stole their money and like threatened to kill them and stuff. So yeah, we we had that story on here as well. Soccer is intense, man. Like I mean, these these guys are they're they're all out. Everything's it's intense. Either, it's either all or nothing. <laughs> it's all or nothing with soccer players. Yeah, it's like I, I watch it. And I'm like, what is so great? And then the the announcer, he's just go. That's, that's the best, man. I, I think that I think you found your calling. I think you'd be a soccer announcer. I only watch soccer in Spanish just for that. Yeah, <laughs> that's me. I watched the World Cup. I had it. I watched it on Xbox Live this past year. Yeah. And I, you know, you, on the watching ESPN thing, I, I didn't watch the English one because it was really boring. Like, yeah. There's not, but I watched it in Spanish. Like I would, I wouldn't be paying attention to the game. I'd be doing stuff else. And then I'd start hearing their voice pick up, and I was like, "Oh, yeah. something's about to happen." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know what he's saying. Honestly, <laughs> and I just once again, I just want, you know, like you said, it with the, the the American announcers, it's just not interesting to me. The British announcers, you know, everything is. You know, fine and dandy and brilliant. <laughs> yeah. and, but I mean, when you get to the, the Spanish guys, man, those guys can put it down and they make you want to watch the game. Yeah, so I, I only watch it in Spanish. I, you know, I don't know what's going on half the time. I just I get ready for that goal part, and it's like thirty seconds of just straight. 
love. If there's, if, yeah. there's, if there's any other sport that I would, I don't even, it's not even considered a sport, but if there's any other, like, type uh, broadcasting job I would want besides, like, football or NASCAR or stuff like that, would be professional wrestling. I would love to be a professional wrestling announcer. Like, like WWE or? Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> I would love to be like Jim Ross. <laughs> oh, my God, he's been broken in half. <laughs> What's he doing? What's he doing? <laughs> It'd never be a dull moment. Never. It never would be, honestly. And you're on the road all the time, so that means you're making money all the time. Like that seems like one of the one of the. Cause, I mean, some sports are like year round. Wrestling is like honestly, it seems like it's year round as oh, well. Yeah, I mean, those guys definitely. are always on the road. I mean, I watched the uh, the Total Divas, you know, on E when it shows up, and I mean, it's just. I mean, what's the name had a house in Tampa? Uh, uh, the main guy who's the champion or whatever. Uh, uh, I forgot his name. The big, the big star from the, who does all the movies and stuff. I don't know his oh, name. Oh, John Cena. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That guy. You know, he has a he had a house in Tampa, but you know, the next night he's in you know Austin, Texas, or you know Tucson, Arizona, doing a show. And it's just like yeah. you just keep traveling, keep traveling. And I mean, they just these guys just keep racking up money, and people love it. And I mean, it's that's one of the things that's crazy about sports is the fact that you can go every night almost. Yeah. Well, everybody can take it. Were you a wrestling fan as a kid? Of course. That's what I'm saying. I don't know anybody, like especially guys that didn't watch wrestling in some form or way when they were kids. Yeah. Like I had the wrestling bug bad. Like I did like a science fair project on whether or not wrestling was fake, and yeah. I think my school was just really cruel mm-hmm. because they passed me along to like the regionals or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like I went to the civic center um, <laughs> to compete against all these other kids. No, no. the judges were like. Uh yeah, good job. Like just a little, like you know, little golf clap. Little golf clap. They're like, awesome. Way to go. Here's your, here's your little star. And then like, because like the guy right beside me was like the effect ocean pollution has on the oysters. Oh yeah, you get killed. And like with he that. had like a nice display, oh, and like yeah. mine was like a diorama made of wrestling figures. And, like, <laughs> like it was, it was kind of sad. Like yeah, yeah. I, I felt bad. Like thinking back about it, like in the moment, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. wrestling, wrestling's real. But now, like looking back at, it, I'm like, man, like that's. My teachers were really bad. Like they just had just meanness. They just they just wanted to, you know, just I guess uh, have a good laugh. Honestly, I think, I think that's what changed it for. Uh, I think that's what changed it for wrestling fans. I think for a lot of part because I think growing up, you know, I was so into it. You know, I, I couldn't tell. You know, obviously being like eight or nine years old, I don't know if it's real or not. I mean, you see, I mean, you see blood coming down. It's like that's really like, like, yes. yeah. Yeah, so I mean, but yeah, once people start telling me, yeah, wrestling's fake and this and that, I'm like, all right, well, I guess it's not that interesting to me anymore, so I'm not that into it anymore. But yeah, there's a, definitely a time in my life where, you know, wrestling was awesome. The Rock was on there, you know, the People's yeah. Champ, man, and Stone Cold Steve Austin, just those two guys were it right there for yeah. me, man. Then he had NWO, and it was, it was a good time, man. It was, it was a good time back in the day, but obviously you got to grow up from that. Some people don't. You don't. Yeah, have some to. people still watch. Yeah, I, you don't have to grow up, but it's just I, I just want. I had the WWE network. To, to be honest, I had the WWE network when it first came out because every once in a while my friends would come over and we don't really follow it anymore. But it's just something to do. It's like something to watch. Yeah, it definitely keeps your attention. So we, you know, in a pay per view, if you get if you have the WWE network, this is a free plug to you. If you don't have it. Um, you should definitely look into getting it. It's like ten dollars a month, and you get all their pay per views. Yeah. So it's one hundred and twenty dollars for the year. I think WrestleMania costs like seventy five dollars. Yeah, yeah, sixty or more. Yeah, definitely. So I mean, you, that's you've already paid for it. As long as you watch one pay per view, it's paid for itself. Right. So that's a smart buy. Yeah. So if if you're a wrestling fan and they're always adding all this old stuff, where WWE constantly adds all these you know different old promotions like their own WCW and all that. So you know if you're a big fan of wrestling, just. Definitely, definitely check it out. Yeah, I watched wrestling up until I was 16. 
I I was all into it, and then it just it started getting stupid, and then yeah. they put the PG rating, and I was like, nope. I'm yeah, done. favorite wrestler of all time, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, that's pretty. Yeah, that's that's a good one right there. I gotta say, The Rock, man, like he was it. I was a Mankind fan. Mankind or Road Dog Jesse James in the DX, the Generation X. DX was awesome. Yep, I've actually those guys did not age well. I've seen Road Dog and Billy Gunn. Um, I, there's a couple wrestling shows that come into town every once in a while, uh-huh. and I, I I used to go to that a lot. And uh, those guys did not age well. They no. they look rough. They look like Mickey Rourke's character from the wrestling. Whoa. They, they okay. You remember Scott Hall? Yeah. Okay. He. Uh, you think they ain't re- aged well? Oh yeah, I've seen Scott Hall. Yeah, he's he done a wrestling show like that. Yeah, he's he's falling on the. A little bit off bandwagon, I yeah. think. Yeah, they took a little bit. He he fell and <laughs> hit, hit the rock, and he just he just kept gliding down the road. But no, he yeah. dude, he they, they tried doing a uh, a show a show with him, and he they sent her talking. They said it was p- pathetic. Yeah, they said it looked like a kid with cerebral palsy. A kid with cerebral palsy could go out there and beat him. Man, oh, man. that's, <laughs> that's how bad it was. That's tough. He's out there with an oxygen tank too. I swear to God, I Whoa. cannot make this up. The night before, he had a drug overdose. Got out of the hospital. Has his oxygen tank? I can't make this up. Wow, that is brutal. That's, that's dedication to the game right there, man. He still had the wristband on from the hospital when he showed up. He got in the ring with it. So you want to cut it off? No, it's my bracelet. Yeah. I like this one. Say your name, dude. I don't know my socialist. Let's keep me informed. Oh, man. Um, But that's going to do it for our Snap Jab segment, unless anybody's got anything to add there. I like Ray Mysterio too. Ray Ray Mysterio, yeah, six one nine. Yeah, I yeah. almost forgot about him, but he was the truth, man. Yeah. Uh, uh moving Go- on. Goldberg. Yeah, Goldberg. I like Gilberg. You remember Gilberg? Oh, uh, Gilberg. Well, Gold Dust. Gold Dust. <laughs> I'm actually related to Gold Dust. Are you really? Yeah, Gold Dust and Cody Rhodes and Dusty Rhodes and all them. Yeah. They're like they're like fourth cousins, but I mean, yeah. What's I guess it, it's what's cool to you, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's always kind of cool. Real quick, you know what's funny? Was I was, when I was living in Tampa, uh, a lot of wrestlers live in Tampa for some reason. Don't ask me why. Like, the Tampa Clearwater area, like, yeah. Hulk Hogan had a house up there and stuff like that. Um, I has, I had people mailing me, uh, like, fan cards, like, I guess for the, uh, there's, like, some new wrestler guys i never seen before, but like, I guess they are, like, some big, tall guys, like, big beards and stuff, and they wear, like, animal masks. Um, I don't know what their name are, but uh, or name is, excuse me. But I, I was getting fan mail from like people, like random people from like Louisiana, Mississippi, who are like, did please, they think like, you were them? Like, I guess like they thought, <laughs> they thought the address is mine, so they'd be like, please, like you're my favorite wrestler. The little kid sent me one, like please sign my card or whatever. Did you uh, sign them? You should no, sign them. My friend, back. my friend kept telling me to do it. He's like, man, you gotta do that for them, man. I was like, bro, that's not my mail, bro. You live here too, man. Like you can do it. He's like, no, nah, man, they, they want you, buddy. I was like, no, nah, they don't want me, man. And I had like an older couple send me some some man some mail too. Like, yeah, we love your wrestling. Like, you're the best out there. Like, I'm like, <laughs> what is this right now? Definitely got it. <laughs> you might have broken, like, some kid's heart. Yeah, I probably did. And some, and some couple's heart, too. Man. <laughs> like, uh, what was that guy's name on the water boy, the, the big show play? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, you've uh, done that to him. Yeah, I'm sorry to break your heart. If you're listening to this in the future, I, I didn't mean to, but you, you just have the hearts now to Western yeah. State University. You yeah, broke, you you broke Robert Boucher's heart. <laughs> but yeah, that's I'm, that's all for my wrestling. That's it for me. Yeah, it, that's the end of our wrestling segment. <laughs> and with that, we're going to move into the bad news segment. Well, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. 
Alrighty, that was a little uh, bad news Barrett there. Always good to hear him talking. Um, <laughs> I will. I went last, so it'll be your turn, Stevenson. Alright. Well, for the bad news segment, the first story we have right now is the strangest game winning buzzer beater of the college basketball season. Left the team that surrendered it, dancing with joy, and a player who scored burying his head in his jersey. With rivals Florida and Florida State tied at 63 and three seconds remaining in regulation, Seminoles guard Devon Bookert attempted a fadeaway three-pointer from the right corner that fell well short. Florida forward Jacob Kurtz attempted to grab the rebound, but accidentally took the ball off the backboard and into his own basket with .04 seconds remaining, giving Florida State the most improbable 65-63 win. That fluke play snapped Florida's five-game winning streak over its in-state rival and made an already disappointing opening two months of the season, all the more defeating for the Gators. Yeah, um, I watched the video. I came across this online. I watched the video, and, like, the kid, like, I, you feel really bad for the kid because, you know, he's just sitting there trying to grab the rebound, and it just, like, I don't know how he knocked it in because I thought he had both hands on it and just, like, kind of just, I don't know why I'm illustrating this. I guess for you two guys. <laughs> um, but, like, he just, like, pops out of his hand and just squirts into the into the goal or into the basket. And, like, you could just see, like, Florida State just was, like, psyched. In Florida, the guy was just like, oh, my God, what did I just do? So you know he's going to be on the sports centers, not top ten. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he's on there. He he's going to be number one. He made it all time. Yeah. All kind of like, <laughs> that kind of reminds me of my friend. We had our first football game ever, man, back in high school. And this guy ran to the wrong huddle. <laughs> and it's, it's embarrassing because, obviously, we have, we're like, we wear maroon and silver. And these guys are wearing, like, blue and yellow. And, I mean, you're yeah, already. colorblind. Yeah, I don't know. But he's already 15 yards on their side. So then he goes into the huddle. And also, he looks around. Like, he actually had to go into the hole, then look around, then realize you're not in the right huddle. Then he had to run 30 yards back because, obviously, you know, our side's yeah. 15 yards away from the ball. So he had to run 30 yards to the opposite side, and the whole stage is just laughing at this guy. So, I mean, it's, <laughs> at least he didn't score anything for him. Yeah. But it's, it's just as embarrassing, though, that, you know, you, you make a mistake like that. But at the same time, it's a mistake, and it's an honest mistake, you know. And this guy, obviously, I mean, he's trying his best, you know, but... His best this, was really this, his best. This guy's <laughs> not as bad as that guy. Yeah, no, no, that guy was that guy was bad. But I mean, it's it's funny still to this day that I think about it. But yeah, that's that's going to be one of those uh, one of those mistakes that are definitely people are going to think about well, for a long time. I, I still think about it. That's been six, eight years since high school. So yeah, I'm still thinking about that one. That's like you're playing for the Arizona Cardinals and you end up in the Dallas Cowboys. But our second story of the bad news segment. Please say. Uh, we're gonna move on to the third. Story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still debating on that second story. Sorry about that. Oh, this is actually the story I was gonna bring up. Um, I'm not even gonna try to pronounce his name. I thought what you want to bring it up for, so you can try and say it. Come on, you can yeah, just, just throw it out there. Ndamukong. 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 Yeah, Ndamukong. I don't know. Uh, so I, mean, that's how I always say it. I, I butchered it. Ndamukong uh, Sue, who stomped on the leg of Green Bay uh, QB Aaron Rodgers' leg this past weekend, was initially going to be suspended for the Sue stomp, which would have made him miss the Lions-Cowboys playoff game, but now will be allowed to pay, but to play, but most <clears throat> to play, but must first pay seventy thousand dollars in fines. To the league, and because the instance happened after Week 16 in the NFL, Sue was considered a first-time offender. Because if you remember, that's not his first time he stomped on somebody. He stomped no, on um, it was it was against Green Bay it, as well. Yeah, and he stomped on somebody from Minnesota as well. 
um, in a year prior. So he's definitely not a first defender, but he, he got lucky because they would have been the Lions would have been without Sue <coughs> and Fairley. Yeah. In this game against Romo, so that would have been huge for for the Dallas game. Did, um, did this, you did this, you watch it happen? No, no. no. I, 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 didn't I think I, I think I remember seeing a highlight of it. But the thing is, you can't you can't be a big old boy, yeah. you know, like running around and stepping on people like like you're Super Mario, you know, what I'm yeah. Saying? Like your guys are terrorizing the city. Like, that's just that's just unacceptable because you're about three hundred something plus pounds, and, and, and it's huge. And, and Aaron Rodgers' little little stingy leg, yeah, can't take the can't take the pressure. I'm surprised they didn't snap in half. Well, you know, they were talking. It, Sue came <laughs> out and issued a statement that it, his feet were numb because of how cold it was that he couldn't feel his feet, and that's why he couldn't tell the difference between. Uh, Roger's leg in the ground. Oh yeah. But like in the video, like I don't know. You can't really say like if it was intentional or not. I think it was intentional, but there's not enough evidence to be like because you can't read people's minds. You don't right. know what they're really thinking. Yeah. Right? Um. So so yeah. Sue got lucky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sue got lucky in that regard. I, this really this well, it relates to this story, but it wasn't the one I was going to bring up. Um. Did you see about Matt Stafford's fiance? Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh yeah, yeah. What about and him? she went on Twitter to go on about a rampage about how the NFL is biased. Mm-hmm. Okay, and everything, and how okay, and she tweeted a photo about Matt Stafford when he got basically stomped on. Yeah, in the same game. Yeah, and his and his socks and everything was torn. Mm-hmm. And she's like, his looks a lot worse than Aaron Rodgers's. And uh, Mike Piera. Yeah, probably. yeah, yeah. yeah. He, I think he's the vice president of all officiating in the NFL. Mm-hmm. He looked at it and he was like, "I don't see no." He said, "This looks like it's accidental." He even went on the record to say, "I'm more than likely the NFL is going to say this is accidental." Yeah, and then they come out and they they find him. And I think honestly, uh, and he went on to keep keep on saying after he got fined, he said the reason why he got fined like this was because it was Aaron Rodgers for one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And Sue's been known to do stuff like this. Yeah. Okay, in 2011, he literally curb-stomped an an offensive lineman from Green Bay during the Thanksgiving uh, ball game. So, but I don't don't think it was intentional. That's me. Like I said, you... The video, I mean, it, it looks like it, you know. But and again, you know, you don't you don't know what really happened. Yeah, I don't think there was enough evidence. It wasn't as you know heinous as when, like you said, when he you know stomped on the guy. Or it's not as bad as when Dominic Raiola, the center for the Lions, uh, stepped on one of the guys from I think it was a Vikings player that he stepped on the week before. So yeah. that's why he wasn't in that game. But yeah, it's uh, definitely one of those things where you gotta you don't really know. I was gonna yeah. say, hey, um, you let the guy from the Bucks. Use his little secret weapon, and we might start figuring out who's who's really at fault for these things as far as their, well, <laughs> their oh, yeah, facial features. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he was really loosely and too close up, if he was really like, yeah, I'm going to stomp on that leg, or he's just like, oh my God, stomp on the leg. But, um. <laughs> I, I, I feel like it'd be kind of hard to read people's faces in, in football because of the face mask. Yeah. Because some of them, the face masks are getting so out of hand now. Uh-huh. There's like bars and holes in it. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. It looks like. Of like, it looks like a night helmet from the medieval times. Yeah. Because when I played football, I had two bars. Yeah. I had one down the middle, uh, vertical, and one down the middle, horizontal. You know, when so, I played football, then I had no bars. I just had a, a leather hat. <laughs> <laughs> well, daggone, how old are you? <laughs> no, but I mean, honestly, the, the whole the whole thing with safety in the NFL is, is 
getting to be a huge thing now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're doing more, you know, no contact, you know, on the quarterback. And, you know, they're really trying to make the game very safe, which I, I don't think is a wrong thing. I mean, they do have a lot of padding on them, but at the same time, you got to let them play the game. I mean, they, they, yeah. are, they are getting paid multi-million dollars, you know, every year to, to go out there and, 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 and beat and, on each other. Yeah, pretty much, and, and score a game. So, I mean, you, you got to let them do what, they, what they're paid to do. I mean, yeah. the fact that you want to try and stop the defense from doing, you know, their their game or having to make them, you know, consciously think about how they're going to hit somebody before they hit somebody, you know, could really alter, you know, how they even, if they even get the tackle or not because they're trying to think about, oh, why, let me not hit him in the head or let me just kind of go for a leg or something and still end up doing something wrong. So, I think that's huge. And the other thing, real quick, I'm just going to say, as far as being in a, uh, any kind of pile up or something like that, it's it's hard. You it's know, dirty in there. It is, it is, man. And trying to get off the pile, you know, when you get backed up, I mean, it's just you know, people are gonna step on people. Mm-hmm. That's gonna happen. That's yeah, part of the game. Little, yeah, yeah. Um, our next story. I'm gonna go ahead and put this story in it. Um, it, it this is nothing. It, I don't know how to word this. Uh, this story it it does have a little bit of an adult theme, but I'm I'm gonna do my best to kind of PG it. At most, maybe PG thirteen. But if you have kids, you know maybe this this part you you might want to shield cover their, your yeah, ears. You might want to cover their ears. Um, but again, going to try to class it up a little bit. Um, there was an incident in Bensalem, Pennsylvania, uh, where a twenty one year old um, jockey by the name of Angel Suarez um, kind of got himself into some trouble. Uh, he broke in on Sunday night to a neighbor's house and was on her porch um, doing adult things. Um, to himself. Yeah, by, by himself. He was doing adult things. And he, um, obviously, that, that, that shocked the woman and scared her. So he flipped out, broke into her house, then hopped out of a window onto the ground, um, and then climbed onto a deck and began to do it all over again. Um, the woman in that apartment ran away, got help, and a man came in and shot him. Um, and it says, here is uh, the police report. Um, As the woman ran to a neighbor's apartment, Suarez busted through her sliding glass door, fled outside again by diving out her second floor bedroom window, and then broke into another nearby apartment where he assaulted two people, said Lieutenant William McVeigh of Bensalem Police. One resident grabbed his legally registered gun and shot Suarez in his chest and abdomen. Even then, Suarez didn't stop struggling until police subdued him. McVeigh said, Suarez is currently in an induced coma and requires several operations. No one knows why he went on his alleged rampage. Um, police say Suarez will be charged with assault and burglary and more once his health improves. So again, you know, that's that's really crazy. Like, I don't like, that's almost um, right up there with the soccer guys. Uh, but yeah, he definitely... He may, he may play soccer. He, <laughs> maybe yeah. that's what he did before he became a horse jockey. Yeah. But yeah, that's definitely, you know... Obviously, the fact that he got shot, you you know, you hopefully everything's you know, hopefully his he gets out of the medically induced coma and yeah, you know, he's okay. Right. But you know, again, it's kind of like a it's crazy, like just what people do. I'm thinking, Play I think he's got to be one or two things right now. Either a he's got to be an exhibitionist, yeah, or or b he was in some type of some he was on some type of drugs, yeah. Because I mean, you just don't. I mean, not every day somebody just jumps on somebody's porch and then tries Starts to start you doing know, that, yeah, yeah, yeah and, then, yeah. and then goes to somebody else's house and then tries to finish a job. I yeah, mean, that's just that's just not common, you know. That's that doesn't happen every well, day in society. Like later on in the article, it talked about how his girlfriend said that he was drinking something red mm-hmm. and um, was acting really strange before he left the house. Yeah. So I, I mean. You know, it's hard to tell what he was drinking. Or she should what just set him down and try to play a game of Yahtzee, all right? Play board games. Maybe that old school Jim Crow Kool-Aid, man. Like that red, don't drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah, like, maybe, yeah. Yeah. I, 
if we learned anything from Jonestown, don't drink the Kool-Aid. No, <laughs> don't. It's, oh my. This guy deserved to be shot. I mean, he did, but you hate to see anybody, like, regardless of what they've done. At least I do, anyway, regardless of what they've done. Especially, like, I mean, yes, he was doing something very bad, uh, but, like, he didn't, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm going to just be quiet, because, like, I don't know how I would feel, like, if so, I saw, look out my window and saw, you know, that happening, like, on my, my property. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess you get, if you live like that, you're going to... I, I, I believe in capital punishment. Yeah. <laughs> It's just, it's just personally, like, I mean, okay, I'm trying to think, you know, if I was in, you know, that guy's position, or that guy's girlfriend, or boyfriend's position, like, I mean, like, my girlfriend, she obviously doesn't like the scene that she's seen, so, I mean, you gotta put the guy down, but, I mean, you can't tackle the guy, because that, that's not, that's just not, you know, that's you not, can't do that, yeah. so, I mean, shooting him, I guess, I don't know, I mean, not, I went, I don't know, like, he, he I, th- I don't think he was, the, you know, he had any type of arms on him. Yeah, I, mean, I don't just, think he was. I yeah, think he was. Well, maybe maybe a leg or, or, you know, an arm or something, but I don't think, he, you know, the chest and the stomach, I mean, yeah, those are those are the, the biggest targets, but, I mean, you're trying to, like, you know, just get the guy to, at the same time, he could have yeah. been on some, some real some real huge drug thing where he, yeah, like, he, he could have been on the up, like, well, yeah. the guy that ate the guy's face yeah, like, that's Miami, what like, yeah, because that guy was naked and just chewing, chewing face. Well, you got to think about it as well, What what if, what if he had something? All right. Yeah, well, I don't think it got that far. But you're right, yeah. You, I mean, you don't know what anybody has, you know, talking disease-wise. But, yeah, I don't know. It's I, definitely a strange story. It's probably one of the strangest stories on our yeah. bad news segment. segment. Well, I, 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 I like how in the article they put down, legally registered gun. Yeah. Well, they had to because, you know, with... with the state that our country's in right now with True. all the guns protests and, and all yeah. the guns and all the shootings and stuff you don't want to say um you know well you know hey this guy got gunned down you know it, it, it makes it, it they're just covering each other's yeah backs yeah uh, I, saying that. I think this guy was under under something and it, it kind of surprised me because uh i just was watching something earlier uh once again uh, sports show where they talked about uh, uh, horses who actually do you know part of the races and stuff like that and how they get drugged before they go out and race and how I think they said there's over 100 killings of horses in New York and 100 killings of horses in California just because the fact that they're on drugs when they're racing and the fact that they died from you know heart complications or you know whatever it is that you know you got to kill the horse at that yeah. part if the horse doesn't die already so I mean the fact that you know this guy was on drugs just makes me think like you know is there anybody in the horse horse racing industry who isn't? Yeah, yeah, who isn't on drugs? I mean, and it says in America, they say in America the drugs that the horses are on are totally, you know, totally allowed and totally okay. Which I don't, I don't understand why the you know the safety of the horse isn't included. Yeah. I mean, you think a horse that wins a race, you know, It'd be more valued. Yeah, exactly. I mean, at the same time, they just feel like they're just throwaways. You know, just glue factory them up and, and go on and find the next the next factory stallion. hot dog factory. Yeah, Chinese maybe I don't know Chinese factory. Who knows? But yeah, that's, that's an interesting story right there that you bring up. Um, story four. Whose turn is it? Uh, I think he just read the last one. All right, yeah, no. I just re- did he just read the last? No, he, I did. Yeah, he okay. He okay. did. Then I did. All okay. right. So it's you, right? I'm losing. Yeah, I'm losing track. But I'll go. All, All right. right. The next story we have is the boys and girls basketball teams from Mendocino High School uh, out in California have their invitations to a tournament at Fort Bragg High rescinded because they might possibly wear "I Can't Breathe" T-shirts during pregame warmups, according to the Guardian. Though the boys team later had their invitation reinstated. Following in the footsteps of the professional counterparts, both teams wore the t-shirts pregame on December 16th when they played at Fort Bragg High. The girls' team also wore... 
also wore them at two other tournaments. Despite the fact that the teams had worn the t-shirts numerous times with no incident, including the Fort, uh, including on the Fort Bragg High Campus, where the tournament will take place starting Monday, the Fort Bragg principal brand them, uh, excuse me, banned them as a security precaution. Uh, and the statement says to protect the safety and well-being of all tournament participants as necessary to ensure that all political statements and or protests are kept away from this tournament, uh, wrote Walker, who said she was speaking on behalf of the athletic director and the Fort Bragg, uh, the Fort Bragg school superintendent. Uh, they said they were, we are a small school district that simply does not have the resources to ensure the safety and well-being of our staff, students, and guests at the tournament should someone get upset or choose to act out. Uh, the boys' team was eventually let back into the tournament because all but one player agreed not to wear them, uh, but enough of the girls' team refused they won't be playing. Uh, the one boys' player who won't play in the tournament and his father says he's standing up, um, or sitting out in this case, for a free speech. That shows uh, how Mark Woods, whose 16-year-old son Connor plans to sit out in the tournament, sees it. Connor wore a t-shirt at the 16th uh, December game in the name of the Team Solidarity, but now what's... Now that's uh, become a First Amendment violation, and that's what he is fired up about, the father said. Woods said that he's out, he was outraged by what uh, he sees as using intimidation to silence players and fans. Fort Bragg administrators uh, have warned spectators who plan to protest the t-shirt ban that they'll be asked to leave, he said. It doesn't take a lot to suppress the exchange of ideas when you put fear into it, Woods said. The whole I can't breathe t-shirt thing... You know, is that for the fact that the guy who got choked out? That's the guy who got, got, got choked out in New York. Oh, yeah. right. I have no problem with them wearing it. The guy, you know, for it, from what from how I take it, the guy was, you know, he they he was murdered. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, on camera. Yeah, on camera, and and it and it didn't matter. Like the 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 cop was acquitted. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's it, it is ridiculous that that you know they can get away with murder like that. Um, and the whole I can't breathe thing. I, I'm fine with it, you know, it, 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 it's kind of like the whole when people used to wear hoodies, mm-hmm. the Trayvon Martin thing. Yeah. It's a lot like that, but, you know, the, the I can't breathe t-shirts, the professional athletes wear them, you know, and, and it's a way to show solidarity. And, you know, it, like it says earlier in the article, they talked about how, you know, they they were allowed to wear it earlier on in the campus, so why, why is it an issue now? Right, right. And I don't think that would spark any type of, you know... Hostility between other other people. I mean, no. obviously, it's a it's a huge national story that's caught on, and I think that the more people hear about, it and the more the more you know awareness we take to it, you know, I think the better it's going to help people in the future. I mean, it's crazy right now. The fact you know we're kind of living like it was maybe back in the sixties, yeah, or most 50s. definitely. You know, it just seems to be yeah, it just seems to be all over again. I mean, yeah, like why why does history continue to repeat itself? And then when people try and stand up about it, they have to be silenced and and, and you know have to be questionable as far as what their what their actions are. I mean, there's obviously in in um, Ferguson, you know, there were there were not there were peaceful protests, and there were the people yeah, that you know wanted to act out. And there wasn't those type of people. That's just society. There's too many of us to try and regulate. You know, who's going to be the nice ones? Who's going to be the bad ones? But at the same time, you gotta let you know you gotta let the story be told, and mm-hmm. you gotta let people you know practice their rights. I mean, once again, if the student wanted to wear it. You know, it's not saying anything profane. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. nothing profane. It's yeah. you know, I can't breathe, and it's exactly what the guy said. Yeah, when he was getting choked out. So, right. You know, there again. You know, it's, it's tough. Just, it's definitely tough, man. And I, I think the school is really bringing more controversy to themselves by making the players not allowed to wear it than right. how they said, "Okay, yeah, you guys can wear it." Right. Like, I'm sure one parent or maybe one fan or one coach was like, "Hey, look, 
I don't agree with this, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, you know, one person shouldn't be able to, you know, affect the outcome like that. They shouldn't be able to, like, okay, well, this was okay earlier, but now, you know, you can't do that. Yeah. It's just really sad, man. I mean, once again, I mean, I don't know if it's even, and also they're trying to make it like a black and white issue, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Which, I mean, it's been going on since, you know, the, the 17th century right now. But, I mean, it's just it's just amazing to me that, you know, a nation is is, is, is powerful and as resourceful as we are, that we still have the only the only small things that hold us back, you know. Yeah. I mean, you think about other countries. There's other yeah. people invading other countries and stuff like that. And the only problem we have here in America is race related. Yeah. Which is really just it's kind of silly. I mean, I was watching uh, the games in New York the other night. You know, I mean, that, not only were you know the Italians killing the killing the Greeks and the Jews and anything like that, but then you got you got them killing black people on top of that. So I mean, it's it's just crazy <laughs> that people can't get along. I, in my opinion, okay, and. West Virginia is known as uh, one of the most more racist states mm-hmm. in the country, but that it's 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 ignorance. That it's, racism really does stem from from ignorance. It, is. it does. It definitely does. I, I I know I know people who are racist, and they are. I'm telling you, they are some of the most uneducated people I know. Yeah, and that goes with any type of racism, whether it's you know, and it doesn't just it isn't just white on black or you know black on brown or brown on black or brown on you know what i mean it, it, yeah. it's 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 universal yeah. yeah that's universal there honestly are I mean, people in every from every race that definitely. that kind of make just like um you know like be like all oh, all cops are bad like the whole when you know those two cops got gunned down in new york uh-huh yeah that, know, that was uncalled for that, that was extremely uncalled oh, for. Yeah, i understand, I understand the frustration you know right that the the guy that, that people are experiencing but mm-hmm. but not all cops are like that right yeah like just like not all you know like you can't go up to somebody and be like oh well you know you're white and you live in the south so you must be a clan member yeah, yeah. you know it, it's it's not so you know it's not such a broad painting it's you know there's several different there's there's good and bad of every type of person definitely i mean i definitely agree with you on that i mean it's the same thing where you know not all black people are, are gang members or mm-hmm. you know Most definitely all it's just I mean it all goes around the circle and I think honestly uh, the biggest thing for me is when, like when you watch comedy stuff you hear people who you know make fun of these things and stuff like that and, and it's, yeah it, you know it could be a laugh or whatever but it's bringing awareness to a situation that people mm-hmm. just you know disregard and they don't want to talk about it yeah people don't want to talk and that's about that's why it makes it uncomfortable for people a lot yeah. of times the fact that, that people bring it up and you know it's almost a joke but at the same time it's like almost like a laugh at like look how Look how ignorant we are as, as a society, you know, that, that we allow these things to yeah. happen without any type of repercussion. I mean, honestly, cops are there to protect us, you know. And, um, you know, half the time you see, you just catch stories of cops doing the wrong things. I don't think it's like that for everybody. I mean, they're obviously out there to catch the bad guys. But, I mean, is it really so much that, you know, they're going so hardcore in on people who yeah. are just really not, you yeah. know, not deserving of it at all? Most definitely. And it's, like you said, you know, it's, it's, it's you can't, you know... Of course, you know, like we said when uh, El Jefe was talking about we like to do a feel-good story, yeah. you know, it seems like when cops are in the story, it's because, you know, they've gunned down an unarmed person. It's yeah. never like, oh, this cop, you know, took his paycheck to, you know, buy this kid's Christmas. And in reality, there's cops that do that. Right. Oh, no, there definitely are. But those type of stories, they don't get that many page clicks. What happened to stun guns and, and you know, things that are supposed to, like, subdue people? I mean, right now we've just gone, I mean, I feel like we skipped yeah. all those, yeah, we skipped all those, all those safety steps and procedures has gone straight to you know gunning down people I just don't understand that I mean honestly when you think about it you know 
police are the biggest gang in America, you know, I mean, just, I mean, it's, they're one of the most, I mean, they're institutionally funded, but at the same time, you know, the boys in blue are, are you know, everywhere. Yeah. yeah. They're nationally funded. So, I mean, it's almost making it, they're trying to make it turn into a, you know, people versus the policemen, when at the same time, policemen are people. Yeah. You know, yeah, and they just, they just have to, they do their job the same way everybody else does. I mean. My, on, on the way up here, my grandmother was talking to me and she was talking about how, um, the, uh, Talking about how her, my my aunt got pulled over for speeding, and uh, apparently she was she, she I don't know how much over the speed limit she was, but he was she was telling me she's like well you you can't sit there and you can't argue with him I looked at her and I said I I'll argue with him there's mm-hmm. one thing I don't trust and that's I don't trust police officers yeah I don't I mean I've it may sound bad I've had many run-ins with the law mm-hmm. okay and I don't I don't trust police officers yeah. unless I know exactly who they are yeah. if if a police I I can handle myself yeah I don't I don't need somebody with a badge coming up to me and saying okay I'll get this person oh no I can do it myself yeah sure. I mean not me I'm a, you need the policeman? Not need. I just. I mean, but at the same time, that's what they're there for. Like, if you have a problem and yeah. you, know, you can't control, then yeah, that's what that's, you, that's who you're supposed to call. Yeah, you know? well, yeah. But I'm saying, like, if, shoot, if a cop pulls me over and I got pulled over last week yeah. for, for something dumb. Um, yeah. But I, uh, I was sitting there shaking like a, a leaf in the a leaf in the wind. They make everybody nervous, man. Like, no. I mean, you don't have to even really. They can just be there, and it just makes you nervous. Like, I mean, I don't know if it's just a. I don't know. Like it just they're just they they make it uncomfortable for you. And the fact that, you know, their tactics are to question you and try and get stuff out of you, you know, you almost gotta play the hard game with them. I mean, like they question you, you gotta throw a question back at them. I mean it's yeah. it's almost a game of cat and mouse with these guys and stuff and it, it's really i don't think it should have to be that way, you know. I mean obviously I, they need intel. You know, they're they're out trying to do their job, which is, you know, try and catch bad guys, whatever it is. But I mean, you know, simple small stuff like, you know, traffic violations or stuff like that's just all all unnecessary. I mean, it's not unnecessary because, you know, the cities need money. Yeah, that's what we gotta do that kind of, Yeah, we gotta yeah, we gotta do all that, but at the same time it's just like it just comes down to a point of, you know, how how you do your job. I mean, it's just yeah. that's that's the biggest thing. I mean, yeah, if you come up to go oh, there was a guy who uh took a who videotaped uh, two police officers, and they, you know, three. They come up to him, and they question him and everything. And uh, this one guy was real intrigued by his camera, and he sat there and he talked to him about his camera. Mm-hmm. And uh, he went on the record, he was like, okay, and he gave out their badge numbers and everything. He was like, these guys are actually police officers. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, they, they are actually police officers. They came up to me and talked to me without, like, having to come up to me and try to take me down. Yeah. That's what I think. I think it all comes down to attitude and, like, how people do their job, you know. And they have a really hard job, you know. They every do. day, they they don't know if they're going to come out of that their job alive, right? And so, you know, but you know, it all comes down to how if you, if you treat people good, then if you put good in the world, good will come back to you. That's right. how I believe. So. Yeah, right. I definitely agree with that. The last thing I really want to say on this, and I'll, I'll, I'll let this go, is just uh, uh, the biggest thing is uh, you definitely got to know your rights. Yeah, I mean that that's huge. I mean, a lot of people, nine times out of ten, people get you know in trouble or you know taken to jail because of the fact that they didn't exercise their rights. And they let the cop get over on them, which, I mean, yeah. once again, it's not so much they try to get over on them, but it's just, you know, they they know that, you know, who they were dealing with didn't know the law. Mm-hmm. And so they're able to, therefore, you know, exercise what they know and then get them, you know, therefore further into into trouble or, or further into whatever it is that, you know, they, they didn't want initially to happen. So, I mean, honestly, people, you know, know, know the rules yeah. and, and know know how to how to protect yourself because, I mean, obviously these days, I mean, they're, they're not, you know... I don't know if they're protecting you or hurting you, you know what I'm saying? These days, it's just it's hard to come by. It's hard to really tell these days. Exactly. And with that, we're going to move on to the, um, towards winding down the show. Um, we're going to have the NFL news coming up. 
Uh, it was Black Monday yep. this past Monday. Um, we had four coaches and a GM fired. We had the Jets fired their head coach, Rex Ryan, and their GM, John Idzik. Atlanta Falcons fired Mike Smith. Bears fired Mark Tressman. And the 49ers agreed to part ways with Jim Harbaugh. The one coach that I really kind of – there's two coaches on there that I kind of – they deserve to get fired. And that's Mike Smith of the Falcons. You have Matt Ryan and all those guys down there. You should be winning more than two or three games a season. And then the Bears, Mark Trestman, I think he was in over his head. Yeah. Up there in Chicago. you got guys like Jay Cutler, Matt Forte, Martellus Bennett, mm-hmm. um, and Tony – or not Antonio. Um, you got uh, Alshon Jeffrey, Brandon Marshall. All those guys, that's – you know, those are really good football players. And you can't win any games. Like, yeah. Like, it, it, those, those guys definitely – uh, love Rex Ryan. Loved him when he was in Baltimore. Hated when he left. New York's a hard place to coach, though. New York Jets is a really hard place to coach because you're underneath the microscope. So yeah, I think definitely. he'll. I think he'll be one of the guys that really bounces back. Mark Tressman. I don't know where he might go. And Mike Smith's an old guy, so he might just retire. Retire. Yeah. The, the biggest thing about these for me is, uh, I mean, honestly, I always you always hear if the coach getting fired, or the team doesn't produce. But you never really hear of too many of the of the players. You know, players just get traded. You mm-hmm. know, but I mean, there's there's been plenty of years that I've seen Geno Smith on on the Jets not produce, and yet this guy still has a job, still gets paid, still shows up to the game, still dresses out, still does everything, and yet he's not any type of any scrutiny. I mean, when you're when you're the quarterback, you know, the team, yeah, you lead the team, you mm-hmm. know, either to victory or or or, or, or to failure, defeat, yeah. yeah, or defeat. So I mean, I don't see why you know Rex Ryan had to be you know let go of if Geno Smith's the one who can't play. I mean, yeah. obviously he was a good player back in you know back in the day when he played college. But I mean, maybe the NFL isn't cut out for him. You know, he's one of those guys. I he he was good in college, but I was I really worried about him going into the pros because he just he didn't have that whatever it is. He didn't have it. Yeah, coming out of college, he I I didn't. Everybody talked about how good Geno Smith was. I didn't think he was all that good. I thought there was too much hype around him. Honestly, yeah. when he was in college, calls. I mean, of course he wasn't no Pat White. I was say, you look at Pat White, who was a stud in college, and then he plays a little bit for the Dolphins, and then he gets knocked out by Ike Taylor, and that pretty much ended his career. Yeah. When he got that brutal hit in the playoffs against the um, against the Steelers, and Ike Taylor just laid him out. Yeah. yeah. But uh, you know, he's I I don't I don't like Geno Smith really. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of him. I feel the same way about Jim Harbaugh. I mean, you know, he he took the team to to a, to a Super Bowl. Yeah, well, and I think that was honestly when we talk about fixed games, I think that game had to be fixed, man. Because I mean, there's no reason they're getting shut out, and all of a sudden the lights come out. Goes out. Yeah, oh, the yeah. power goes out. All of a sudden they come back and start and start making a tie game almost. Oh yeah, I think that, 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 that game was fixed. That game was fixed, and that that was that that kind of opened my eyes up to to the fact that games the gambling or yeah, yeah. Our games are serious. I mean, there's there's just that's just. It just, it, Vegas would have gone bankrupt because the spread was so close in that game. Vegas would have had to pay out a lot of money because yeah. they were down by like three touchdowns and then the lights go out. Yeah, like Ray Lewis was talking, he's like, "I would, I grew up poor." Yeah, Ray Lewis was like, "I grew up poor." He said, "Our lights would get shut off like that." How does a multi-million built dollar building, yeah, and corporation get shut Where everybody's down? Everybody's looking at, yeah, you know, uh, uh, you know, it's just, yeah, it was just all too common for that the whole thing. And that that honestly kind of made me start looking at, and I wish there there's more evidence to to start really getting into the whole nitty gritty of it all. But yeah, I don't think Jim Harbaugh deserves it. I mean, honestly, the the quarterback. For the 49ers, you know, he, he's all right, you know, but at the same time, once again, I think it's more player performance than I think it's actually the coach yeah. themselves. Because yeah. the coaches don't call the offensive of calls, you know, they don't call the defensive plays. They're just the head coach, you know. They they do their job, and that's the only job they do. So I don't see how they get all this, you know, scrutiny when, when, when players don't perform. Yeah, well. Get new players. Uh, <laughs> or trade them. 
honestly, I'm a Harbaugh fan. That's a, I like I like the style of coaching. He's a, he's an intense guy. Um, they were talking, you know, he he took a three and eleven team and took him to the playoffs to a division game. Okay, the very next year he goes and he plays and he's in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. loses on a goal line stand. Next year after that he takes him to the playoffs, runs to the divisional land or divisional round, loses on a last second you know defensive stand again by the Seahawks. Yeah. So that's three years. Three, he made it to one Super Bowl, and he was two plays away from getting to a third Super Bowl, or yeah. to two, his second and third Super Bowls, with a team who prior to him was 3-11. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, you look at Harbaugh, he's definitely, you know, Michigan's probably super happy. One, they get a son of Michigan coming back home. Yeah. And two, he's a, he's a great coach. Yeah. He, he's really a good coach, and he, you know, is he a little intense? Yeah, is he a little intense for maybe some people, and he wears out his welcome pretty soon? Yeah, but... If he produces three years of you know three really good teams and you you know you you have success for those three years you know then is that worth it and I think it is yeah well um main the main reason why Harbaugh got fired was he was just he was hard to work with yeah the front the front desk uh, was just talking about how hard Balky Balky hated him yeah the, how how hard it was to work with and that's mainly the what it was but yeah I I think I, I think if anybody's going to turn Michigan around it'll be Harbaugh. I think so too. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how their recruiting class does this year. Yeah, because he's he's in there. He's getting in late, but you know, I know if I was a Michigan player and I and I wanted you know, and he's a he's a heck of a quarterbacks coach. Yeah, you know he he's a quarterback guru. If I was if I was you know uh, a quarterback getting recruited to Michigan, I'd be happy. I'd be ecstatic. Well, somebody was talking about how you know Harbaugh may not even have to to um, recruit that much. Players will just hear that he's going to Michigan and go. Yeah, because you're you're getting an NFL caliber coach at on, a, on college level. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's wrapping up the show. Now we're going to go into the NFL playoff games. It's Wild Card Weekend. Um, you know, before we get into that, Stevenson, who's your who's your NFL team? I'm a Cowboys fan. You're a Cowboys fan. I'm, a, I'm, almost, I'm almost a Dallas City fan because I love the Mavericks. And I love the Cowboys, and both of them are doing pretty pretty well right now. This you year, sound like so. my cousin. Yeah, he he is a he loves the Dallas Cowboys and the Dallas Mavericks. No, I'm not. I'm not a fan of Romo. You know, there's there's a lot of times where I thought he should have been fired. Yeah, you know, instead of letting go of uh, the tuna. You know, uh-huh. back in the day when they let him go, and, and you know some other other coaches and stuff like that. Once again, I didn't really think it was their fault so much as it was his fault. But I mean, for whatever reason, you know, Jerry Jones was, you know, looking after that guy, and I mean, finally, I I guess it's taken. You know, since I was in middle school, for this guy to come around and actually do something. So, I mean, for whatever reason, I'm I'm kind of excited. But at the same time, there's always that that thought in the back of my head where you know this guy can blow it. At any yeah, this guy right can now. choke it anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's what, that's what makes me uh, nervous. You know, I'm, like, I'm, ha- I'm having deja vu right now. Yeah, I swear to God, I've had this conversation before with my cousin. Yeah. I swear to God, I have. It's, it's nerve wracking, <laughs> man. Like, uh, but I, you know, I'm a, I'm a like I said, I'm a Mavericks fan. You know, I love Dirk Nowitzki. He's one of the greatest. You know. Foreign, foreign basketball players I've, I've ever seen play in the sport. You know, I mean, just he's he's amazing. Like I've been following him since '06, and um, you know, he's he's honestly a great player. I like I like the team. You know, when they won 20, 20, 2011, you know, it was, it was exciting. I mean, I, what can I say? They had a squad. They got a squad now. I mean, we just got Rajon Rondo. I mean, you really can't. What else can we? The only thing we can do is nothing but win right now. At least that's what it feels like in Dallas. I don't know. I don't follow the hockey. I mean, I'm not a fan not of Stars. Stars fan. I'm not a Stars fan. Uh, I'm a Lightning fan. Um, when it comes to that, just that's that's the that's the Tampa team right there. That's the home team. But uh, yeah, I'm a Cowboys fan, and they're doing pretty good right now. They are. They're coming up hot, and that this is really the best time of the year to come hot. Yeah. Is uh, when it is to close out the season. Um, first, we're gonna do AFC wild card, and uh, 
four games this weekend. Uh, it looks pretty much like the AFC North. <laughs> We're going to have the Ravens taking on yeah. the Steelers and the Bengals and the Colts. Now, who do you think is going to win the Ravens and the Steelers? Oh, I think the Ravens are going to win the Ravens-Steelers game. Yeah. How about um, you? How about you, Petty? What? The Ravens and Steelers game? Yeah. I'm sorry. It's Steelers. Steelers? As, as painful as it is for me to say it, I'm going Steelers on this yeah. one. Uh, that's the secondary for Ravens is what's going to hurt us. Um, but secondary for Steelers is going to hurt them. Le'Veon Bell being out is going to hurt them. Yeah. So I don't. It'll be a good game. That's going to be a tough one right there. I mean, I feel like they're both. I mean, I don't know. I, they're not both leading match teams. I think right now their 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 win loss streak is a little bit different. But I don't know. I feel like the Steelers are just more of a more of a team to me than the. I, I never really been a fan of the, the the Ravens quarterback though. Oh, Jeff Flacco. I was never I was never a Flacco fan. And I mean, it's great that they won a Super Bowl or anything like that. But I mean, once again, I never thought he was that guy who could really do that. Yeah. You know? Like at the same time, he proved me. I'd rather have him than Tony Romo though. Honestly, <laughs> I'll tell you that much. That's the truth right there. Well, yeah, I think I go for the Steelers over the Ravens. One, one thing that the, the, the Baltimore's got to watch for is Antonio Brown. Oh, yeah, most definitely. He, he is, return, kick return, uh, he is, receiver. He, he leads the the, the uh, league in receptions mm-hmm. and reception yards. Mm-hmm. He's just you know he he's a beast. Yeah, and he, he drop kicks punters. Yeah, he, he won my fantasy league for me this year. I'm I'm yeah. the champion of the third time lucky league. Nice. Yes. Nice. Pretty stoked about Good that. Good job, man. Pretty stoked about that, and thankfully, uh, Antonio Brown was there to carry me, so I'm looking to keep him next year. Very nice. Uh, Bengals and Colts. I'll let you uh, throw out the pick for this one, even though I know who you're going to pick. <laughs> the Colts. Going for the Colts? I'm a da- I'm a that hard Colts fan. Are you really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. How about you, sir? Ravens. Ravens. Yeah. Oh wait, wait, wait. Bengals. Bengals and Colts. Oh, oh, I thought you meant who I was a fan of. Oh no, no. I didn't know you were. I didn't honestly. I didn't know you were Ravens fan. But yeah, as far as the Bengals and Colts game, Bengals Colts game. I'm going Colts. Andy Dalton. Is garbage in the playoffs. He's yeah. overrated, overpaid. I think he is too. And that contract for hundred million. Yeah. Whoa. And we saw how good he was without Whoa. AJ Green. AJ Green still banged up. He's not the same he was. So I'm going Colts in that game. I felt the same way about you know the Andy Dalton contract. The same way I felt about uh Matt, the same way I felt. Matt Ryan. Not Matt Flacco. Ryan. Not none of those guys. Michael Vick, man. I felt the same way about the hundred million dollar contract for Michael Vick. Yep. As soon as he gets out of jail, he gets a hundred twenty million dollar contract. I think it was. Yeah. I just don't think. I never thought he was that great, great of a quarterback. I mean, his arm to me wasn't that special. I mean, the fact that he could run it out of the pocket, you know, made it made him resourceful. But I mean, as far as you know, skill, he wasn't. He wasn't a Tom Brady. He wasn't a. You know, he wasn't a Manning. He wasn't. I mean, obviously, these are the guys he plays with, but he just didn't have that that throwing skill. Mm-hmm. You know, he just had that 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 option skill. And he, but he was he was a freak. He was he was really oh back good. in the day yeah back in the day back for Atlanta the day, yeah, yeah yeah he was it honestly. I think that I think the contract with the Eagles was the fact um, based on what he did yeah more than so what they figured he could what they I think I figured they hoped he could do the same as in Atlanta right but he, he was never the same after he came yeah back. he's been he's been different after jail I don't know what happened to him in there but he couple got a hold of him yeah he ain't the same no more. <laughs> But I mean, I think for that game, the the Bengals and Colts, man, I definitely I say Andrew Luck, man. Andrew Luck is a great quarterback. He broke uh, he broke Peyton Manning's uh, record. Did he? Yeah, I uh, didn't know that. Most uh, reception yard, most passing yards in a season. Yeah, broke Peyton Manning. And I know Peyton Manning holds a soft spot in your heart. You you've said on here before that you would you'd much rather have Peyton Manning than for the course of his career than you would have Andrew Luck right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. So I was I was so mad. Strong. I was so mad. <laughs> yeah, I was right so there. mad when Manning got let go. I was. And then they said Andrew Luck, and I was like, okay. Yeah. I mean, he he's he's good. He almost won Heisman, but I don't want to sound foolish. But didn't didn't uh, didn't Luck come from Stanford? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just want to make sure because I, I remember seeing this guy play play college ball. Yeah. I'm like, he's not bad at all. You know, like he could really have a good chance in the NFL. And I think the Colts was a good team for him. 
Oh, because they're, they're really pass-heavy. they still got a lot of weapons out there. Yeah, and they are pass-heavy, so yeah. I think that was perfect for him right there, and I think they could definitely beat the Bengals, honestly. Oh, I mean, Dalton, Dalton's just really streaky, honestly. I mean, he no, just, sucks. And over, <laughs> overrated. <laughs> once again. Yeah, he's overrated to me, honestly, once again. Um, moving on to the NFC wild card. Cardinals at Panthers. Me, mm. the Cardinals, you know, they're on their third quarterback. Mm-hmm. Bruce Arians should win college or should win Pro Coach of the Year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going Panthers um, mainly because my daughter's a huge Panthers fan. Is she really? Yeah, she loves the Panthers. <laughs> um, but also, I, I like I like Cam Newton. I think this is the year he finally, you know, he, he gets in the playoffs and he gets a win. Yeah, I I, I think I go for the Panthers as well. Honestly, uh, I mean, like you said, the Cardinals on the third quarterback. Um, I'm actually surprised Cam Newton has gotten them this far already. Yeah. So I think with them being this far, I think they there's no reason why they can't win another game. And the Cardinals, you know, they they've been they've been hot and cold this year. So I think they aren't going to produce uh, this game coming up. Nope. You don't think so either. Nope. I've I put I put my I put my faith in Carolina before. Yeah. I put my faith in Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> Panthers, the Raiders. I put my faith in them. Yeah. They disappoint me all year. I am going Cardinals. No, I am not tr- trusting Cam Newton no more. No. no, not with my record. No. Yeah, I don't blame you, man. Honestly, he he's really been one of those. Once again, quarterbacks when they first get in there, you know, it's tough. They're coming out of college. They're trying yeah. to do the NFL thing. It's a totally different game. Style yeah. play, the quarters, everything else is all just seems different to them. You know, it's foreign. But uh, Cam, man, it's just funny how these guys. All, all, I mean, as soon as they get in the league, same thing with uh, uh, your, your Redskins uh, quarterback. RG three. Yeah, they, they they get they get thrown the money at them. You know, mm-hmm. they're throwing Gatorade commercials, endorsements, yeah. all types of stuff, and then you don't see anything produced out of these guys. Yeah. Um, RG three though, I think he would be. It, this would be a different story. I think we'd be having a different conversation about RG three now than had he not been taken out of that game where he blew out his knee mm-hmm. because FedEx Field towards the end of the season is crappy. Um, he shouldn't have been in the game. They had it won, and they they were moving on to the next round. And then he blows out his knee because he's in a garbage time game. I think he's doing. He tries to do too much. He does try to do like, too much. He tries to overdo whatever it is that he's trying to do, and he just really blows it for himself. Like I mean, and I I've seen that time and time again with Romo and with <laughs> with Cam Newton <laughs> in, in that first season that Cam came out, and it's just like man, like these guys. And it's gonna take you know, obviously it takes repetition. It takes practice. It takes all those things to get used to the game. But I mean, I, I feel like you know, right now that you know, Cam, it might be, it might be his time. As it, crazy as it sounds, it might be his chance for a, for a, for a win, especially yeah. at, a, at a pivotal moment like this right now. Yeah, and, and you know, the Cardinals—they're not the—they're a good team, and like you said, but they're they're hot and cold. And maybe the Panthers are a team of destiny. You know, you had earlier, like about a month ago, Cam Newton was in that car wreck yeah. and flipped his truck like two or three times. So you know, maybe they're a team of destiny. And, Panthers gonna move on. If I would honestly like to see the Panthers go to a Super Bowl, um, because I don't want to see the Seahawks go. It'd be kind of cool though if the Cardinals the won. I don't want. Uh. The only reason it'd be cool if the Cardinals won is because they'd be the first home team to play at home during the Super Bowl. Really? Because the Super Bowl's in Arizona. Oh, this year. So if they win out, they they'll be the first team wait, to represent. Wait, wait, did I say Cardinals? You said you wanted the Cardinals to win. Oh, I meant. But Panthers. you said you'd be okay with Cam Newton winning. Oh, well, I, I would much rather see the Pan- I would want to see the Cardinals win this game, but if they don't, I would want to see Carolina go to the uh, Super Bowl just because I don't want to see the Seahawks go. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think the Seahawks are going to get exposed. Oh, man. Yep. The Seahawks are a pretty good team. Yeah, I don't think they're as good as everybody thinks they are, though. Honestly, and, and this is huge. I mean, you've never really seen it happen other than the, the freak of nature of uh, uh, Patriots when they did that thing three years in a row, but most teams don't come back. You know, from a from a from a yeah. championship season 
to, to go back and do a, a, a repeat. Yeah, yeah and most, doesn't teams, most teams usually don't even make it to the playoffs. Yeah, so seriously. So that, the fact that they even you know done a little bit of something this year just kind of shows that hey, like you know they're still there. You know they're they're not they're not just laying over yet. You know, but I mean yeah. I, yeah, obviously the, the statistics show that most teams don't come back from that. And if there's one thing that's, that the St. Louis and uh, a C- Seattle game this past weekend that showed anything was that Seahawks, they they have a weakness. Yeah. And if you get in that backfield and you shake up Russell Wilson and uh, uh, Marshawn Lynch, you, you're really going to take them down. Yeah. Marshawn Lynch is a great running back, though. He's man. a beast. He's, he's tough. He's really tough. It's gonna be sad when I mean you can already tell like some of his skills are diminishing. So it's gonna be real sad when he's you know because a lot of these guys don't hang it up and they're you know like Barry Sanders did they don't they don't walk away when they're at their top. Yeah. They usually do the Sean Alexander route and play or Randy Moss even yeah. and play for like four or five different teams like later in their career. Yeah. And start switching up just and just be garbage. Going for contracts. Yeah. It's almost like the same way. Uh, uh, what's the name did for the for, for the Lakers? Uh, um, who's the little guy? <laughs> I call him little guy because he is a little guy for the point guard. Um, Jeez, I can't remember his name. I have a brain fart. Uh, I don't He's the Phoenix just, Suns, though. Oh, Steve Nash. Yeah, Steve Nash. I mean, he he admitted that I'm I'm here for, just for the money for this year. So I mean, well, it's like you know, you look at it, that's pretty much what the Lakers do. Like they bring in like guys like Carl Malone, Charles Barkley, like all those guys went out to LA yeah. to chase a ring. Yeah, they did all their amazing stats with their first team they were drafted by, and then they go out to LA to, yeah. to chase that ring. And and some of those guys got it, and some of those guys never did get a ring. Yeah. Um. So who who are you picking in this next game? I'll let you pick first since this is your team. Well, well, it's, it's the Lions at, at the Cowboys, and um, I mean honestly, I, I really am a, a, a Stafford fan. I mean, I think that you know since he's been in the league, he's done some really phenomenal things for Detroit. Um, I like him and the Megatron connection right there. They they do have a really good connection. I saw a really kind of crazy stat um, when I was watching this the Packers um, Lions game this past weekend. Matt Stafford's 0-15 on the road yeah, against winning quarterbacks. Yeah, 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 I saw that too. Um, at the same time, once again, he's still a young quarterback, though, but at the same time, he's phenomenal, though, for what he's been able to do. I mean, I can't imagine any other quarterback who's been fresh, you know, like Cam Newton or RG3, man, will go to the Detroit Lions and, and pull out, you know, victories that this guy's done, you know, whether he's lost Detroit or won Lions. on the road or not. Yeah, but, you know? but all, and then also, though, you know, in RG3 and Cam Newton's defense, they don't have – they had guys like Santana Moss and Steve Smith, mm-hmm. whereas – Stafford had Megatron. Yeah. So I mean that makes a huge difference though too. That does. And they got Reggie Bush on the ground running. So I mean it's it's I mean they got a nice little complete package there. But at the same time, you know, I feel like right now is the Cowboys time. And I Oh yeah. Once again, just being a Cowboys fan, and honestly I've had moments where I've really put my faith and my trust into my team, yeah. and they've let me down so many times. And there's times where I would not, I will not, you know, go for those guys. And I, but I feel like right now, you know, they're they're hot and they're doing their thing right now. And I mean, twelve and four, you know, I don't see why they can't they they can't pick up this victory. I mean, running running game's good, defense is good, you know, passing is good. Um, they got a lot of weapons. Yeah, they they do have a lot of weapons. One thing that uh, could be worrisome though is, is the Lions have an amazing defense. Um, it would have the Cowboys probably are a little miffed that Sue is not suspended for that game because it didn't even look like Fairley was going to get a play. So it'd have been your third and fourth string guys as your starting D line. So, but I, I think the Cowboys will win. I think they're going to be too much for the Lions. Um, Des Bryant, you know, unless Romo remembers who he is, <laughs> if Romo remembers that he's Tony Romo, then the Lions will win this. We game. know it's funny. It's, it's I mean these guys, man, and I, I've seen it, and it happened with Reggie Bush. I mean, you start. I mean, when he was back dating Jessica Simpson, you know, it was just. Uh, I think it was too soon. A. And B, it was just something to throw him off his game, you know. Like, I mean, same thing. Reggie Bush when he had, you know, Kim Kardashian, 
it threw him off his game. Yeah. You know, and all these all these big name stars, you know, I mean they're all trying to congregate each other and I think it's just really throwing them off their game right now. And I think, you know, Romo settled down a little bit. He got himself a little wife now, got himself a couple of kids now. You know, he's doing good on that on that social side of life. And uh, I think it's starting to, to melt into his game now where, you know, he's he's a little bit more relaxed in the pocket. He's actually being better when he can actually move around and get outside the pocket if he needs to. But, uh, I mean, it's just some of, the, some of the throws that he's done this year have been phenomenal. Um, but, yeah, honestly, if he if he doesn't let his own demons bite him, mm-hmm. you know, he, he should he should perform well. Same thing with the rest of the team. I, I, I'm going Dallas because um, the offensive line for Dallas is phenomenal right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, like I was talking about earlier, um, in Art and Dallas's game against us, Romo only had two incompletions. Yeah, and if that shows that if Romo if Romo has enough time in the pocket, yeah. he can make something happen. Definitely, but he's he's not a fan of pressure. No, but if you don't if you don't pressure him, which the offensive line has not let people really pressure him, mm-hmm. and that's huge. I mean, yeah. honestly, we talking about. I mean, and like you always say during the uh, the, the the football games we we broadcast, you know. The, the game is determined by that, that front line, you know, like the, the offensive line, defensive line really determine the, the whole set of the game. And, I mean, this year, you know, Romo's had so much time in the pocket the same way, you know, Brady's had so much time in the pocket the same way Aaron Rodgers gets so much time in the pocket. And that's why those guys can be the great yeah. passers that they are because the offensive line is down there blocking their butts off, man. I mean, we're talking eight, nine, ten seconds when usually most plays are maybe five two, or six. Yeah. yeah, two to three, maybe six of the most. And you, know? you look at guys like, the, a good argument for that is Peyton Manning is having – a pretty bad second part of this year, uh-huh. you know, and it's because his offensive line is banged up. They're not the same guys. It's not the same group of guys that he's used to. And they're, you know, if you can get pressure on Peyton Manning, he doesn't have the arm strength anymore. To he can't run. To, and he can't run. He's never been able to run. But no. He definitely can't run now. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, he doesn't have the arm strength to really rocket balls down there. He has to get up and step into the throw. So you know, if you're in there. You know, and he's got one of the fastest, you know, drop back snaps. Mm-hmm. You know, two and a half seconds. If you if you can pre- hold off the, you know, if you can get any type of pressure in there before that or right around that time frame, you're going to pressure Manning and do something stupid. Yeah. You know, they get last game he played, he threw four interceptions. Yeah. So, Which I is mean, so unlike yeah, almost it's, it's, like it just yeah. doesn't seem like Manning at all. But um, before we go, I just want to say thank you, Stevenson, for coming on our show. Oh man, and, it's been uh, a pleasure, man. Want to give you a few moments to. Plug, I know you're working on a project right now. I want to give you some time to kind of talk about that. And uh, Yeah, so, uh, you know, I've hung out with Scotty and, uh, you know, helped him, or not helped him, but been a part of his show that he did for, uh, you know, his movie podcast. And, you know, now I'm helping you guys. Well, not helping you guys, but once I'm on the show, you know, doing the sports thing and uh, kind of made me, you know, motivated to, to start my own thing. And uh, I got one episode down. Uh, it's pretty controversial. Uh, but uh, the radio show is called Mastermind Radio. And, um, you know, my first episode, uh, we're getting right there in the nitty-gritty, you know. It's, it's about the N-word in, in, in America and, you know, the, the connotations that we use and, and, and the, pretty much this uprising is another word. And uh, I just like to challenge the mind, you know, bring out, you know, the, the inner consciousness to, to people that, you know, are so much, you know, kind of blinded by, you know, society's, you know, terms of what goes on day to day. I mean, as far as, you know, the government always concerned with gay marriage and, and yeah. this and that. I mean, it's just, it's all things that really, I feel like should have been figured out. By you now. Know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're 300 something years in our, in our existence right now as a country. And I mean, you just feel like these little things, they seem small to me. Yeah. You know, when we talk about stuff as far as for the country goes, I mean, gay marriage for the country, that doesn't seem like a big deal for me. Like who somebody marries, it doesn't, shouldn't matter doesn't sound like a big they, deal Yeah, it shouldn't matter what they... <laughs> I, like, my thing, like, and comics joke about it all the time, they're like, you know, 
if 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 gay people want to get married, why or why should we have the right to tell them no? They should be able to be miserable just like everybody else, just like straight people. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I, I always you know, I like you said talked about earlier in the show. You talked about how comics sometimes take those subjects and right. kind of go with it because if. Even if it's kind of presented as a joke, it gets people to think about it, gets people to talk about it. So, yeah. you know, a lot of people, you know, knock on comedians and stuff, but really they kind of put stuff out there that, that nobody has the, the guts to talk about. Right, right. And um, uh, that's really courageous of them. Um, so, but, yeah. That, so, yeah, I, I like to talk about stuff like that, and I think I'm going to probably do a show on that in the near future. Um, but, yeah, like I said, right now I got one up. Um, and, uh, like I said, it's pretty much mostly how to do a race, you know, just once again, just as far as, uh, you know, just – just the re- the relations that we have in America right now. I mean, it's it's tough, but I mean, there's there's good people out there, you know. And I I've never been you know type to to be a a mean nitty gritty person like that. But I mean, it's just you really gotta say what it is. And I mean, I've never really been a big fan of saying the n word and you know just everything that brings with it. And I mean, obviously it's tri- it's trickling into you know what goes on right now between the cops mm-hmm. and and black yeah. people right now in society because it's not really it's not really happening any other kind of race right now. Yeah. You know, it's pretty much cops versus black people. And that's pretty much, you know, that's pretty much just what it is. So um, it's almost like when nine eleven happened, how it was Arab. It was, yeah. Oh, dude. I mean, everybody's really got it, honestly. I mean, even starting at the beginning of America. I mean, when the first immigrants came to here, uh, you know, they're all they're all digging on each other. I mean, it's just it's happened. Everybody, and you know, it just showed that in two thousand and one, you know, Islamic Muslim people were no, you know, they're they're not going to be strangers to that. Yeah. But, I mean, I've had my best friend who I knew for years, who everybody knew for years. I had a, he had his house. Uh, he had his house uh, and his property destroyed because of the fact that he was from Lebanon, you know, and, and I mean, even though they're, they're great people, they're good people, you know, the fact that they were from, you know, they're an Islamic people, you know, they, they were, you know, taken advantage of and, 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 and treated poorly, which I don't think is right, you know, but I mean, it's, it goes, it just goes to show that, you know, people are, people are mean when, when it comes to certain situations. And I think it's, once again, it's the ignorance of people. Mm-hmm. And so that's pretty much what my, my show does is just, you know, kind of let people see, you know. Expose them to why you know the ugly side, and just let them know that you know it's it's bigger than all that. Yeah, you know? most, yeah, it's bigger than race. You know, we're we're still all humans. We still all bleed yeah. red, so it's bigger than all that. So yeah, I like to try and you know talk about the issues in the world. I, b- I believe green. I believe, believe green. green. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be interesting. Um, something to to definitely give a listen to. Um, and once that once you get the the final touches and everything done on that, definitely we'll make sure that we uh, we. You give us a link, or however, um, so people can listen to it. Yeah, it definitely, it's gonna be an awesome. Definitely, an awesome I, I want to get more people on the show. I definitely to have you know special guests of my own sometime. The first episode was just me, you know, just kind of on a rant, just because you know, yeah, I'm at an HBCU that's not really HBCU anymore, and I mean, it's just you know, it's talking about these things that you know, it's it's, it's just changing. It's a change yeah. in society. Mm-hmm. You know, the world's changing, and it's just huge that you know we kind of tackle these issues now, or else you know, in the future, what are we gonna we're gonna be facing once again the revolving door? Yep keep swinging back yeah. and forth with the same old issues when we could you know we could have moved on and, and been you know a better there, society yeah yeah out there in the stars somewhere you know discovering new life somewhere so yeah that's what pretty much the whole show is about once again Mastermind Radio uh, yours truly Steven Santosa Rigel and um, that's going to do it for us here today on the Triple Name Sports Show I uh, just again want to thank Stevenson for coming on the show hey thanks uh, for having me oh no problem man no problem well, you'll have to come back on it soon um, I'm your host Aaron Lynch Kelly and I'm El Jefe Loco. And with that, um, go state!
Thank you for listening to the Mobcast Network.